We're live? We're live. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'll be your host. He's lying. It's my podcast. Okay. Well, that's not the point. Because <laughs> uh, they're here for me. My following. So we were supposed to t- start at 7, but technical difficulties because I'm technology TikToked. Talked in the head. So it's 8, so it's fine. So we go. I don't have anything to do. I'm unemployed because... Because um, you're a piece of garbage? Well, because I like sucking the government's teeth, really, is what yeah. it comes down to. You're not to. even doing that right now, aren't you? Well, <laughs> yes, I still am, but they took like $100 off of my unemployment every week oh. because of Kevin's bullshit. And this is like this is the worst. But not really anything I can do about it because you can't get a hold of call out unemployment. So I guess I could just find a job. But like a useful. there aren't any of those either. So yeah, there is. No, dude. Seriously, I'll check. Like I check Craigslist every day, and there might be one post, and it'll be like McDonald's is hiring. It's like don't make me do that. Just do it. It'll give you a whole new perspective. It's honestly, I did consider it once. <laughs> I was like going through the drive-through, and it was like we're hiring. I'm like, you guys are always hiring, regardless of anything. Yeah. Nobody wants to work here. But if there's one thing that's consistent. It's McDonald's. <laughs> Their website is called McHire, and it's fucking the best name I think I've ever heard for a. <laughs> A hiring website. Yeah. All right. So, what is going on? Obviously, we were talking about trying to bite our tongues about talking about the the uh, GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, all that shit. Well, where do you want to start? You want to start at the beginning? I can yes. take you all the way back. So, let's start with what happened. Okay. So, um, there's a company called uh what is it martin capital i thought it was Mel- but there wasn't melvin melvin, melvin capital yeah. sorry i keep fucking that up so melvin capital apparently melvin capital has ties to the 2008 financial crisis like they shorted the housing market and then they went and fucked up real hard there and then they got bailed out by the federal government um because they're owned by another company citadel llc uh they also have tried shorting like Elon Musk Tesla, which is important for I, like later in the story. I did read about that. Yeah, so they tried to short him, which is why he got involved. Um, and then there is uh, uh, they just short businesses regularly. They just assist in businesses' demise. Like this business might go out a lot slower. They might not go out at all. But these guys come along and they short stocks, you know, so they borrow it for X amount knowing that it'll go down in price because they're driving the price down and then they sell it back to other people at a lower price and make the difference. Now, I guess what I don't know about shorting stocks, how do you make more money off of shorting something than you do investing in something? So let's say you were to invest in Apple right now and Mm -hmm. you know that tomorrow on CNN, I mean, it comes out publicly, very publicly that... Apple uses slave labor in the United States. Okay. So you would see their stock drop like crazy. So you, if you're shorting it, you know, if you knew something was coming, you would rent all this stock basically from somebody. You'd be like, hey, I'm going to borrow the stock. If it goes up, like I'm all, I, you have to return it. You always have to sell it back. Do they have to take it? Can they, can they hold off on you selling it back to them because they know that you just shafted them? I don't know. Probably... But I don't think so. They always have to pay it back. Right. I mean, maybe. Right. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. 
Anyway. But I don't think they do because I think all these guys are in cahoots and they kind of know what's going on. Right. Um, and I think who they're borrowing from is like, they're borrowing from like us, probably. You know what I mean? And so it's not like I'm borrowing it from my name's Tim and I've got a thousand stocks and, you know, I'm borrowing it from you, Jim, and you've got a thousand stocks, right? I'm not borrowing a thousand of your stock. What they're probably right. doing is these hedge fund guys put out this shit and it's like, oh, hey, we're going to we're gonna short the stock. So we're basically going to rent the stock from all the brokers. So the brokers are like Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, whoever. You know, I think they rent them like little pieces from everybody. Mm-hmm. And then when other people go to buy in and it's dropped down or whatever, then they sell it back. Something like that. Right, and then they get whatever the difference was. And they get whatever. The, I don't. I don't even know why it exists. It doesn't make sense to me. It probably has some sort of function. But they always have to return. Okay. So usually they make a killing on it because they purposely drive this stuff down. And But on the opposite side of that, you can lose a also fuck ton of money because it could go like it could go up. Like that's why yeah. So it, that's what happened today. Right, and that's what you'll talk about. So Melvin Capital is pieces of shit. They got so greedy on like GameStop in particular. GameStop was at twenty bucks. It was like at ten, and then five, and four, and they keep shorting it. They shorted it so much that they shorted one hundred and thirty percent of the available stock. I don't even know what that means, okay? Because now they have to pay back an extra thirty percent. Right. But that doesn't make sense. So I don't fully understand what it is. But somebody noticed this. Um, so you've heard about this Reddit. The Reddit page is uh, Wall Street Bets. And Wall Street bets, they wa- they've got like two million members. They got a ton of people who are just you know watch Wall Street, try to give each other information. Um, they're just retail guys, you know, people like you and me who want to invest in their free time, kind of do it as a hobby, whatever. Like I don't think there's a ton of serious bettors on Wall Street bets, but whatever. Um, but these some one of the guys gets a hold of it, and he's like, "Look at these dudes. You remember how bad these people are? Look, they got so greedy. They've done a hundred and thirty percent of the." They shorted 130% of the available stock. What are we going to do? Let's buy it all. Buy up all the available stock. Because if we buy it up and we keep driving that price up, they're going to have to pay it all back. And they're going to lose literal billions of dollars. So that's what they did. So they started buying and they started buying and then everybody's interested. Like, what the fuck is going on with GameStop? Let's buy it. Let's see what happens. Boom, boom, boom. And so other people start getting involved. Um, So they were fucking pissed. They put a somebody out of business. I don't know who this is. They were out of business. I think they needed a bailout. Mm-hmm. A couple was, days ago, two days ago. I thought it was Melvin, but maybe not. No, no, it was Melvin. It but, was. Uh, I think they needed a, I don't think they're out of business yet, but they needed, they might be. Well, they, no, they weren't out of business. They got bailed out. But they got bailed out by somebody. I don't know who it was. I don't know every player in this because there's a lot of players because they're all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin was fucked because every $11 that GameStop's stock goes up, they lose $1 billion. And it so went, it went from like 4 to 79 and they needed a bailout. Yeah. And the market's closed yesterday. It was at 450 That's a lot of That's a lot of billions. That's $45 billion, in fact, roughly. So they were, they're sweating, right? They're sweating. So everyone's like, hold on. We're shooting the moon on this. We're going broke or they're going broke. And when there's a lot more people on our team than there is on their team. I think that the people probably win. I'd like to think I'm a populist anyway, so well, I'm rooting for the people. 
Right, but I think you're forgetting we're also not backed by any kind of big bank. We're not. Um, and they're all in cahoots. But right. when there's like literally millions of people who are watching this and who are invested in these stocks, like it's really hard to get rid of them. So everybody's holding, right? Everyone's like 10,000 or bust, at least. Hold on to this thing because it's going to put all these fucks who got bailed out by the government last time they shorted the housing market out of business because we don't need them. They don't need to exist. They just profit off people's failures. They're like just pieces of shit. You know, they're just greedy. Just greedy. And like, I'm sure that some of the people who invested in this GameStop and AMC and everything, they're greedy too. They're seeing the potential in this, but it's not the point. There's a ton of people who are not greedy who are just biting the bullet and they're in. Right, I mean, well, the goal is to make money, ultimately. Right. But the goal is to make money to fuck somebody. Right, well, you got the big money guys who figured it out, too. Well, those guys are whales, so they're important to the story, too. So everybody starts buying this. It's $79. Keeps climbing up because everybody's interested now. Elon Musk gets involved because he's like, oh, I know these fucks. They try to sink me. Right. Get them. So then, as soon as he said that, $100 went in. Or 100 it went up 100, another 100 bucks, And then, like... Now it's attracting every section. Mark Cuban's involved, Portnoy, Winklevoss, Twins, everybody. Everybody's in. CNBC is, like, panicking. Like, we don't know what's going on. Market volatility, this is, what do they call it? Market fixing or whatever, you know, this is. Market. uh, Market making? Something with an M. I thought it was a. Is it market making? Market. Um, Whatever it is. Market masturbating. (laughs) Uh, So these guys are just jacking the market off, trying to get. Uh, uh, money rain on them so that brings us to this morning and so that was yesterday and there were some people who knew about the story but then it went really viral and there were a ton of people who caught on today and who put in bids last night like I had texted you I texted Taylor I texted my friend Ian I texted all you guys I was like dude we're not buying GameStop. That's 450 bucks a share. But we can buy these other ones that they blocked because they've done the same thing on some other shares. Like AMC and BlackBerry. Like AMC, well, BlackBerry. Well, BlackBerry's even at $30 a share. Yeah, but it's easier to buy in, you know, for you and I. Like, we're broke, right? So we're not we're not going to buy in right now at $450, which there are a lot of people who are because they understand what's going on behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can buy into, like, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, uh, Naked Foods, um cost we could have bought into except now that one's i think over 100 too because it got pushed up a ton today but so who else found out though hmm? the hedge the hedge funds caught on they knew they saw this and they're hemorrhaging money so they're panicking so the hedge fund guys are panicking the banks are panicking they're like oh these billionaires are losing bad bad um plot twist so i said melvin's owned by a company named citadel citadel reportedly pays robin hood a ton of money. It's like an insider trading thing. Um, and they pay them to look at what people are investing in. So, like, you put in a trade, or they have all that information. What are people interested in buying? So, these guys can get it and say, oh, you know, we kind of see a trend towards um, apparel, maybe, or Nike right. or Adidas or whatever bullshit. And they're like, we're going to start throwing a bunch of money into those, and we'll we'll make a ton of money off that. Um so they get paid. Robin Hood gets paid by him. So the report is, and they openly deny that. Obviously, they would because it's insider trading. But they're already fucked anyway. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know if it matters. Like they can try to cover their ass as much as they want. But the SEC's already most uh, open an investigation via Congress. Congress ordered one. Um, so apparently, they contacted Robin Hood, saw all the trades that were about to shoot for the next morning, and said, "We're going to short 
and you're going to block. So we're going to double down on our short, right? Again, I don't know how they do this, but they're going to short again to make it look like the stock is going down. So retail guys aren't interested in buying it, except retail guys like you and me and everybody else who's been following the story know what the fuck they're doing. So they don't care. Right, right. That's not why they're here. They're not here to make money. They're here to fuck you. And that's a way bigger problem, like for you. So you can make it look like it goes out for a little bit. Like they blocked it for almost the whole day. They opened it back up at like 30 minutes before the shit closed. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like I wasn't even following right it at, that point. at the end. They they were like, oh, it's now open for trading again. Uh, Robinhood still hasn't, but a couple others did. They're like, it's open for trading again, but Robinhood blocks it. Probably because they're being funded by these guys. These guys are like, we're losing money. Like, mu- so much money. And so th- they block it. And that really, that's what turns everybody on it. Because now it's like, oh, now politicians are getting involved. The SEC is being flooded with complaints. Um, literally everybody knows about it now. Everybody. Like, I was walking around. And I'm like, when I went and got coffee, I was like, yo, did you see this? And everyone's like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I've been following it, so I've kind of been the guy all day who's been like, yo, this is nuts. Um, so Robin Hood came out and said they're going to open tomorrow. So since they said that, everybody's trading again offline. So it's, you know, overnight trading. So once they close, you can still see how it's going to track in the morning because they have a pretty good idea of it. Like, honestly, it should be open 24 hours. There's no reason it should close, but whatever. It's already up 150 bucks. But so while Robinhood blocked off like retail traders like us, <clears throat> uh, the big guys are still able to do whatever the fuck they want with the stock, right? So they're trading it. They're making it look like it's going down <clears throat> to scare, right? Is that what you're talking about, like shorting it even more? Yeah. They're making it look like they're trying to drive that price back down so they don't have to pay because they got to pay us. Like I said, that's why I'm pretty sure they're borrowing that stock from us. Right. They got to pay us. And it's, a, it's so much money. And... There's this guy who put this shot on Reddit of his bank account. $10 million, that one? 10 Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He's like, I'm down $10 million. He yeah. still had $7 million in the bank, which yeah, is pretty he was, good. But he was telling everybody to stay in there. He was like, if I can sit if here I can at lose $10 million. Million. Did you read the comments on it yet? Mm-mm. Dude, so there's some dudes like, yeah, I'm down a million. I'm down sixty I'm down eighty k. This guy's like, dude, I put all my rent money in this, and I can't afford food. This other guy's like, DM me. I'll DoorDash you. Whatever, like everybody's like in Looking it for the long haul. Nobody yeah. cares because they, the they long haul. yeah, everybody's in it for the long haul, which is what I think they don't understand, right? I was trying to trying to get the vibe from it because it's like it seems like they think it's gonna go away tomorrow. Like they've scared everybody, right. except like they're under. There's a bunch of old fucks. So they probably underestimated the power of Reddit and Twitter and Instagram because it's everybody's talking about it. I mean, you got and you got all the biggest people talking about it, right? You got like politicians reaching across the aisle to talk about it. Ted Cruz and AOC, Donald Trump Jr. Like, they're all like, yeah, this is not okay, which is particularly terrifying. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what Dave Portnoy was saying on his interview uh, on Fox News was like, when you have Donald Trump and everybody else saying this is fucked up, then you know something's off. Yeah, he's mad. Yeah. He's mad. Well, you talk about, like, you know, the market, like a free trade market or whatever the fuck it's called. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> and then it's just free market capitalism. Oh, it's not actually free yeah. market. It's like, well, the rules change when people who fund us are losing money. Well, they're just mad because they're getting fucked by their own game. Right. This is the same game they play, and it's happening to them. There's that guy, Leroy Lee. I don't know what the fuck his name was. Who was crying on television? Do you see that today? Mm-mm. One of the guys who ran Melvin Capital, crying. He's like an old man. He's like seventy, 
crying on CNBC. He's like, why are you so... He's like, I just care so much. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Don't you fucking lie to us. Yeah, like, what was the excuse that Robinhood said? Because there was so much volatility, they didn't want, like, customers to lose money and shit. Yeah, it's like, it's the stock market. That's what we're here for. It's betting. And we're not losing money. You think people who bet on sports are like, oh, I don't know, putting down this $25,000 bet, you gotta be willing to lose it. And that's what people do when they bet on the fucking stock market is... You know, regardless, if someone knowingly, and again, Dave Portnoy, I'm just reiterating what I saw on his interview, but if someone's betting and they lose their mortgage, but it's like, you know, on fair terms, it, it's hard to feel sorry for someone who is just an idiot about betting. Yeah. Well, like, he had that good line about the fourth down, right? Did you yeah. see that? Did, mm-hmm. did you say that on Fox News? I don't know if it was on Fox News. No, it was on, it was on his little press conference thing that he does. Yeah, that he does. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this is like fourth down and they fuck it up. And then they're like, no, no, you get two more downs. Let's just cool. add more time. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. How about I beat your ass? So everybody's holding, which is the crazy thing. And it seems like the corporate media doesn't really know what's going on. Because I've read, like, Wall Street Journal. I mean, these guys are probably funded by it. I don't know. I don't really know how deep this shit goes, which is kind of why it's so crazy to me. It's because it's, like, a real big expose. I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, you're, like, wondering why people are so, like, our generation in particular is so against politics and like not interested in engaging not we don't vote it's like because we know we're playing on a rigged system right right we know we're not playing by the rules and that's why i was telling her when i got off the phone with her here i was like look mom i was like watch okay however this plays out the government is forced to do something here, mm-hmm. right they're gonna have to do something they're gonna have to bail these guys out they're gonna have to establish some mandates whatever i don't know what it, i don't know what's gonna happen but everybody's eyes are wide open and glued to them. And if it goes the way of these hedge fund dudes and these billionaires, which it just might, you're ho- you're exposed. Everybody's watching. Right. We've already seen the corruption today. It's been a blatant lie to everybody's face, stealing everybody's money. Right. And if politics gets involved and it goes their way, like everyone's just gonna be like, oh. Oh, you know, this has always been behind closed doors, but everybody kind of knew already. We talked about it, but now it's here. Right. And that's going to be a real problem. I don't know. Look, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I think if politicians are smart, they're going to rule against these dudes. They're going to have to do something, but who knows? I mean, a, a lot of them are openly against it, and I don't know if that's for votes. I don't really know. I don't really care. But something's going to have to give, and it ain't Reddit. I'll tell you that much. Those guys are going to pay out. Right. And it's to the two. I mean, they're talking about going to 10,000, right? So what's 10,000 divided by driving the stock up to 10,000? Yeah. That's $909 billion, which they clearly don't have. Right. But that was, that would be what they have to pay out. And I know the Reddit guys are going to go that far. Mm hmm. Well, and hopefully it gets, it already has. As we've seen, it already has mass attention, and I think the more whales that start to get behind it, who are kind of like, yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah, you saw a ton of that on Reddit and Twitter today, like, mm-hmm. oh, price is $450 a share? Fuck it. Give me 100 Yeah. You know, like, these guys are in, which is cool. Like, I'd like to see that. I was telling my dad about it, and I was like, call Charles Schwab tomorrow. <laughs> Talk to Chuck. See if you can get in. 
See if you can get in. He was all about it. He's like, you know, he's made his money on the stock market, but he knows how these guys work. He's like, there's literally no reason for them to exist. Right. They're just vampires. They just drain the system. Yeah. And it's going to be fucking cool. I That's why I was so excited about it, because however this plays out, like, it's going to shake a lot of things up because of just how blatant it is. There's nowhere to hide. Everything's on display. I'm stoked. I've been stoked all day. It's funny how just, like, one person initially was just like, okay, why don't we just buy the stock? You know, the buy the stock that they're just fucking plummeting, that they're driving into the ground, and then I'll post it somewhere that's gets mass attention. Yeah, right. Like, like, somewhere as easy as, like, Reddit or whatever it might be, Twitter. Reddit in this case, but, it, you know, one person was just like, yeah, fuck you guys. This has gone on long enough. I, I mean, if anything, it's going to be like, it's going to be one in the history books for sure. Oh, for sure. And like you said, it's like, it's, it's, it's not a win win per se, but it, I don't think we lose per se. I think people might lose money if obviously these hedge fund guys manage to come out on top. But again, that's not without repercussions. Well, I don't think there, how much money the they're really losing, right? Because they bought it at four bucks. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys bought it at four bucks. Maybe some, you know, some of the people buying it at 450. Depends on how many shares they bought it, but like the guy who's posting that shit about ten million, dude, he bought like uh, who knows a thousand shares at four dollars. You know that's why he's at negative ten million for the day. I mean it was probably more than that, but a thousand shares at four dollars, four thousand dollars in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money, right? You know, I mean eight thousand, maybe twelve thousand dollars. I don't know. Like he's, but he's not really losing that much money. He's not losing billions with a B. Right. Like, it's nobody's not, really losing shorting. It's just investing. Like, right. Because right, mi- it can only go up to the amount that you've invested that you can actually lose, right? Only till absolute zero. It could go to zero. But that's it. You but, can't go into the negative story. Yeah, going but you, you invested, but they can't, apparently, because they invest 130%. But Well, yeah, no, the hedge fund guys can. That's what happens when you fucking short the market. That's why you have to be so careful about it. That's why it's, like, only, well, not necessarily day traders, but people who are constantly on I guess day traders looking at the fucking stock market every single day, looking at the news, looking at articles can short the market, not and, paying attention and to the people. Generally, it's because it's only for, you know, a few days. It's not an ongoing thing. There's not someone fighting back, usually shorting. And I think, you know, it seems like a bad thing, but it's a natural part of the market. So people mm-hmm. are betting against it, but only when that's happening naturally. We're not talking about like driving these, these numbers down like these guys have been doing. Yeah. We're talking about the natural uh, decline of a regular company. Right, where it's you like, shorted, what, the airlines last March? Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, I bet, yeah, I bet against them, but I did that through because my broker told me to. Right, but I mean, it's the same idea. Right, right, like, right but you right, only yeah. did it for a couple of days. I only did it for, yeah, I mean, like... And you individually aren't driving the price down, or pandemic is. But right, these guys exactly. Are, it's oh. about paying attention to, like, outside, you Actors. know, outside variables, exactly, that like hit said, the market. Apple was selling slavery. Right, so yeah, like, it... If you're shorting the market and it's from outside things, it's not you doing it. I mean, obviously, GameStop might have been on the way down. I think they were. I think they were as well. But, you know, it's just basically taking a shovel and beating the shit out of GameStop <laughs> until it's, like, barely breathing. And then they're like, okay. You can go out of business. <laughs> yeah, now. exactly. And then we'll make a shit ton of money off of it. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't, I'm not against shorting in, you know, the whatever, in a natural company's life. Right. Uh, it's so weird because the the corporate media does have this all wrong. They don't understand the intention. Like, oh, people are going to lose money. It's like people are not losing money. People are making money. Like, you're looking at this in the wrong way. You think this is, we're doing this because we want to make money? Like, you clearly have not been reading the correct things. Uh, 
uh, I don't know what they're paying attention to, but they're paying attention to something. Um, where was I going to go with that? He, I didn't uh, want to have to get up and keep refilling my glass, so I just brought the bottle to the table. That's smarter. Uh, what were we saying just a second ago? What did you say? These guys shorten. Um, shorting, how shorting's not that bad as long as it's naturally occurring. Uh, naturally oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. To make it decline. very clear, we don't like GameStop. Right, it's not, yeah. GameStop's been advocates. shorting us on games for forever. Like, oh, hey, I just bought this game. I played through. I want to trade it for another one. Like, oh, yeah, you bought that for 50 bucks, I think. We'll give you, like, five bucks for it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? That? You fucks? Or $20 of store credit? Like, get the fuck out of here. We don't right. like GameStop. Don't think that we're saving GameStop. GameStop just happened to be the person who... It's principles. Wanna... Yeah, I wonder if the CEO said anything. It's got principalities. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an interview with the guy... What the fuck was the company called? This happened to his company um, to, in 2018. He got, like, shorted and taken People, out? So, basically, his market – I think his company was on the decline just for, like, a little bit. And then people kind of wanted to short it or, you know, started betting against it, obviously. And then there was a short choke. Isn't that what it's called? What these, What's happening right short now? Short squeeze. Short squeeze. Yeah, they call it <laughs> – Short squeeze. Like Weinstein described this one as a guillotine, though. Yeah. <laughs> he called it the. Uh, it's not a squeeze for these guys. It's a fucking guillotine. Right. Um. So that, yeah, he said, like, essentially, and I don't know exactly. I barely skimmed the article. I don't know what, like, the downside was or, like, what ended up happening, but he said it's, like, a nerve wracking situation as the CEO of the company that's the one in between that. Because GameStop really was just like, well, we're getting fucked. Like, the, uh, going out of business was just a going out of business a lot quicker. Yeah, and they, so in that, I mean, I'm sure in their minds it was kind of fucked up, but it was also kind of like, uh, they know it, they're in the corporate business where they're right. They know it sucks, but then when you have this happen, and I can't remember what exactly the reaction was to this. I can't remember. Did what he say something? The fault was. Yeah, no. So it was on. I think it was on Market Watch. Um, I don't that. Well, I just read an article from them, and that's why I was like, dude, I don't trust these guys, dude. Right. Um. So I'm not sure. His name is George Sherman. The guy. The GameStop CEO. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if what George Sherman said, but. <laughs> it's made them billions of dollars overnight. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if, like, if and what the adverse effects to that might be once everything mellows out. If there is none. Oh, wait, maybe he was on. Hold on, I'm just trying to quickly pull this up. Yeah, I don't see anything of him like coming out and saying anything. Well, there was a different guy who said something, but yeah. This guy doesn't game, dude. What is he doing on the gaming business? Get the fuck out of here. You're not a gamer. Well, did you see like the lawyer who came out and said she would fully support a lawsuit against uh, Robin Hood? Who, AOC? Yeah, or someone. I don't particularly... Appreciate her politics, but she's probably not wrong on this one. However, I'm not sure which way she's trying to skew it because no, she would like. She said Robin Hood needs to be held accountable. Blah blah blah. All the stuff. So she was clearly for the people. She did. Say, she did say that. But Ted Cruz was like, I don't agree with her most of the time, but I'm 100 percent on this. And she then said something, dude. It was actually I was like, how are you gonna say that in right. the middle of this? Like, this guy is literally. Look, I know you guys have your fucking differences but this guy is literally reaching across the aisle and trying to help you out 
you know, we're all bonding over something here. Mm-hmm. And she says this. She's like, I'm happy to work with the Republicans on this issue where there's common ground, but you almost had me murdered three weeks ago, so you can sit this one out. Happy to work with almost any other GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's like, don't don't be petty about this. Like, I don't think that was like that. It seems weird that she's a congresswoman and, like, is she a senator or a congresswoman? I have no idea. Neither do I. That a congresswoman can kind of talk like that on Twitter? Right. And our president, previous president. Set the uh, bar for that, so. Are we really that surprised? Yeah, she's a congresswoman. Okay, got it. Um. Yeah, sorry. I'm still trying to find the fucking name of this guy. And his company? Yeah, and what the hell it was. Because he, I mean, he had a, again, I barely skimmed. Oh, yeah, it was Tilray. Who's Tilray? Tilray? Uh, I don't even know. What's his company? Or what was his company? Okay, so in 2018, his stock spiked 1,400% in the 2018 short squeeze. Who squeezed him? Reddit? No, I doubt it. So let's see. Here's the story. Blah, blah, blah. So back in 2018, shortly after it went public, the Canadian pot producer stock was ensnared in wild short squeeze and rose about 1,400% between July and September of that year on an intraday basis. 1,400%. And so he said, I've had a little bit of PTSD over the last couple of days. Kennedy said Wednesday on CSN or CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Those guys suck. I remember getting five different calls from NASDAQ in a single day about our stock being halted because the short sellers were being squeezed so badly. As this, he, Okay, so I'm guessing... I guess we're on a gathering. He's getting, pre- he got pressure from Nasdaq. Yeah, so from the Wall Street Exchange Commission or whatever the hell it is. Right. Whoever runs those, right? But like, about it seems like it's still trying to protect in the name of the hedge fund guys, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. These guys are getting fucked, and so I need you to do something about it. Like, <clears throat> hard no. Like I said, I think those fingers and that web might run so deep that. I mean, what I say it was almost a trillion dollar payout. If they try to, if they, they want to take it to ten thousand, like that is what is on Reddit. So, this is a quote from the CEO Kennedy. He said, "I think the short sellers lost something like six hundred million on that particular day, September nineteenth, twenty eighteen. So when that company was in the middle of it, which is, he says, what's actually pales in comparison to what I've been reading about GameStop. So, I mean, these guys are already way like in." way more shit than like 600 million you can come back from that right that's not even a billion these guys have lost how many did you say uh currently let's see what they're trading at overnight so we're gonna see what it opens up at tomorrow um so yeah the unexpected winner out of this is this fucking cryptocurrency so it's trading at i don't even know if this is accurate 311 dollars and 99 cents so, three eleven divide. We'll say three twelve. Three twelve divided by eleven. Twenty eight billion dollars. So six hundred million is fucking chump change. It's a twenty eight billion dollars. Hell yeah, it is. Right. But these guys are. But I'm s- still curious what happens to the company in this case, GameStop. 
what happens when all is said and done. Because I don't, I, I can't find it in this article. I don't really want to go Google searching right now. But I. So what happens when? When everyone sells. Yeah. The so, United States economy collapses. Okay, so it'd be like probably in order for okay, so you have people obviously who are gonna pull their money out, the ones who are taking rent and shit like everything every penny to their name. They might. But then You got a lot of people right now. Yeah. It's so like a lot of the people like the whales and stuff, I can't imagine would pull out. I think they're just kinda of riding it out. But also once they see the stock start to go down, because GameStop inevitably will go down. When? Naturally. When they sell. They ain't selling. That's the point. That's the point I'm making. If somebody needs money, they're going to sell, right? But everybody knows As long this. as it doesn't all happen at once, I guess. Huh? As long as it doesn't all happen at once, like people start panicking and dumping it. No, I think that's the plan. That's right. It, so the plan is to buy all this stock. Own it. Squeeze it. Shoot the moon on it. You know, the car expression, shoot the moon from hearts. Shoot the moon on it. Dude, I literally, I'm telling you, I saw $10,000 as on the Reddit page is like what their goal was. Ten grand a share. Right, but I, I don't I don't know what happens after that. So if everybody like what if if and when they dump, what if happens, when, dude? Like I said, that would be nine hundred eight billion dollars that would have to be paid out. Nine hundred eight billion dollars. That just exists. There's no way that these hedge fund guys have to pay, right? Yeah, technically. Technically. But they don't have they don't have nine hundred eight right. billion dollars. Who's got $908 billion? So then aren't we just talking about Nobody. another 2008, but on steroids, maybe? Dude, I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because the potential for it is so much money that there's going to have to be some sort of deal. It's, and these guys aren't... I, I, do I think it'll get to $10,000? No. Could it get to 1000 Probably. That's $100 billion, Damn near. Right. I mean, that could be worrisome, though, to the U.S. public. Well, I think that that's the point, though. That's the point these guys are making. It's like, this is so risky. Like, this is our financial system. We did this with houses, and we're going to prove a point on GameStop of all fucking companies? Like, you're going to have to do – if they do what they're saying they're going to do, which they have no reason not to because they're just going to squeeze, and they're going to squeeze and squeeze, and nobody's selling. I don't think so. They're, like I said, there'll be some people get out, but as long as people keep seeing it going up, as long as the stories keep getting tossed around like COVID is, you're going to ride that thing out. And then somebody's going to be like, 10,000, you know, so they're going to get to a point where you're like, all right, we shot the moon. Let's cash out, boys. Right. And then they'll sell. And then those guys got to pay. And then nobody's going to be able to pay. And... I'd, I'd, like I said, I don't know what happens because you know, like our, our financial system is so weird. Like if you want to – what is it? If you want to um, get a loan, say you want to buy a house, house costs $100,000. The bank only has to have 10% of that in the bank to loan you the money. Right, and the rest is backed up federally. No. I thought it was. No. That's how everybody works. Say you want to um, open a stadium, mm -hmm. and the stadium costs way more money. Say the stadium costs a billion dollars. So we have to have 100, whatever, 10% of a billion is, which is 10 million, right? And they said $10 million in the bank. That's it. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Federal government doesn't have a billion dollars. That's why everyone's like always like, 
shouldn't have gotten off gold because that doesn't make any sense. Like it creates more money and creates because you're never gonna have gold to back up the whole thing, so you gotta have something. But I don't know where this. Like when you get deep in economics like this, you get some weird shit like that, you know. So like right now, all these guys borrowed on money that doesn't exist, basically. Uh, or they're gonna have to pay on money that doesn't exist. I don't know. I'm, I don't. I really don't know how it works out. I it's above my pay grade, but I'm here to see it happen. Which is paid by the government again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'd yeah, probably just take weird. away my unemployment and just pay them off in a day or something. Like they'll just pass another stimulus bill to bail out fucking. A dozen hedge funds on Wall Street for being retards. Yeah, I really try not to, like... We're going to get canceled if you don't sign. Well, I mean, a lot of the shit that we're probably talking about is half-truths. I mean, some of it's probably very inaccurate, which should be a... There'll be a disclaimer on there. Some of... We're making a podcast. We're idiots and don't know a lot of stuff. We just started looking at this stuff today. This isn't trade advice. Right. That's what everybody has to post so that... um, So they don't get nailed by the SEC or something, so... Yeah, way. training market manipulation. Why can't we think of that? Yeah, seriously, manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbation. So stupid. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren said something to the two. He's like, "This is market manipulation." He's like, "Hardly." <laughs> People buying stock. It'd be different if we knew this was going to happen. But right. Nobody knew this was going to. I think they were looking for that small squeeze, right? They were right. Like, oh, some of us can jack this up, but now it's gone viral, and now it's just like, oh man, this is the. Cognum style of the, yeah. <laughs> the Cognum style. You got so many people who are gonna make so much money. Like that guy who's got the ten million dude, as soon as he gets tomorrow, he's gonna have ten mil. He's gonna be so up. Where's he going? Good for him. And like good for him. Because he didn't have a chance probably otherwise, like Well shit, so if he's up ten mil, I'll just take out the other ten mil. Leave it in. Yeah, he had seven mil sitting in his account on the yeah. side. But I think I think Maybe his goal is to reinvest that. Well, it's yeah. kind of just like coffee, kind of tastes like weed. I'm not sure if I'm into it. The scotch? Yeah. I got it at Costco. We're not sponsored by them, by the way, yet. <laughs> Shout out Costco. Shout out Costco, for yeah. Holy shit, they have good <laughs> deals though. No, they do. Uh, On do, booze, especially. Dude, they have this um, pot collection. Ah. Uh, maybe that's what really got me for my birthday. Maybe not though. I don't think it fit in that box. They have um, a cookware collection. Mm-hmm. So Allclad is a pan company. They make five ply steel, which none of this is really important except it holds heat really well. It heats up really nicely, cooks food evenly. Yeah, it's kind of the idea. Not your shitty aluminum pans that most people have. An Allclad ten piece pan set, six hundred bucks. Dude, th- I just saw wedges today. Golf clubs. Oh yeah. Uh, when we were there today, there was a. Three-piece wedge set for 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was looking at reviews of them, and they're not half bad, especially for 150 bucks for three of them. Oh yeah, no, no way. So this, so Costco makes the probably it's probably the same fucking people who make the all clad shit. It's copper cord, so it's even better at spreading heat and heating up because copper retains heat so much better, so much more conductive. Right. 200 bucks. Yeah, it's nuts for 10 pieces. I was like, mm. yeah, I was messing around with the putter. I was like, this is pretty fucking nice. I like, don't this like this putter. On par with. It's got a camera, of course. I don't know shit for golf, and it's really not going to make a difference in my game. So I like to think so, though. But you know, maybe like take Dilly so. in there. So we're going to Costco to try out clubs. Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I take Scotty. I think Dylan's more biased. Yeah, he is kind of biased. But then again, Scotty tried using Kirkland Signature balls, golf balls, and mm-hmm. didn't like them. And I play on like, well, 
obviously I don't give a shit. I'll play range balls. I'll play I play range ball. A chewed up dog ball. I'll play lake ball. N- noodles, lake ball, waterlogged ball, you name What's it. What's wrong I'll with play. a noodle? I like noodles. I don't like noodles. Because the name is fucking hilarious on there. Yeah, it's the stigma that comes behind it. <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're playing a noodle? Like, yeah. Those vice balls are cool. I like playing those vice balls when I find them. Yeah. I just steal all too. of Dylan's used tailor mades. They're in the garage. Makes from sense. the ball shag collection. Um dude, he was this guy was telling me the other night when we were partying, um about who's the kid who's one of the kids on Dylan's team? He's like fucking homies with Sergio Ramos. And this guy there at one of the Oklahoma games, football games, and Scotty Sanchez's kid. He's like, dude, are you wearing a Rolex? This kid's like, oh yeah, Sergio sponsored mine. He gave it to me. And oh yeah, this guy's like, no fucking way. He's like, yeah, you like watches? He's like, yeah, I like watches. I don't really like Rolexes, you know, because he's just paying for a name. He's like, oh, he's not sponsored by Rolex anymore. He's sponsored by Omega. He's like, this guy's like, no shit. I fucking love the Omega Speedmaster, the orange and black one. Have you seen that one? He's like. Wait, what'd you say? Pulls out his phone. Text Sergio. He's like, hey, uh, Dylan's dad wants a Speedmaster orange and black. Like at the football game. So Scotty's expecting to get a fucking Omega Speedmaster from Sergio. What? Yeah. Jesus. Which you want to talk about, like, incentives to go to uh, college. Like, that's not paying NCAA, but. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think that's technically illegal. It's not like those dudes who were fucking who was it? Odell Beckham Jr. handed fucking bags of cash to fucking college recruits. But well, yeah. Wait, what about okay? So the kid on Dylan's golf team knows Sergio, and Sergio he's going yeah. through this kid. Yeah. I don't really think that's illegal at all. I think that's fine. I know, but it's definitely an incentive. Sure. It could be used as an incentive for it sure. It could be used as an incentive. But, but I don't also know if Sergio's got some tie to Oklahoma. But I don't know why this kid knows him either. But it's so weird. I was like, holy shit, you just got. You're getting a, a ten thousand dollar watch. Yeah, that's a gray era. I feel like they don't really look into it. Probably not. They're just like, okay, we have to leave well enough alone. I can't imagine there's. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a good case here. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like it would just be lost efforts. You know, like really. Yeah. Joe Rogan just did his show with um, Lex Friedman. Who's that? He's a guy who does AI study. Russian dude. Well, he doesn't sound Russian, but apparently he's Russian. Um, works for MIT, maybe. Okay. Um, but at the end of the show, Joe Rogan gave him his watch. <coughs> oh, really? Which is an Omega Speedmaster Moonface, which is like a $10,000, $12,000 watch. He's like, you still wearing that piece of shit watch? He's like, yeah. He's like, what, what did you get that on Amazon? What Do you do you use it for anything besides telling time? He's like, no. He's like, it's my favorite watch. Take my watch. Yeah, what I've heard from Tom and Bert, though, is, like, Joe will just do that. Like, um, they were talking about on the, I think it was, yeah, it was a Two Bears, One Cave podcast where they would go over to his house and be like, <clears throat> look at his whatever. Something. Uh, the smoker. What is the smoker called? Traegers? Yeah, Traeger. He was going to his Traeger grill and showed up, and, like, two days later, one showed up on his porch. Like, not wrapped, just had it sent there. And so... Probably Bert. sponsored by Traeger, though, you know, like. Right, but Burton and Tom are both just like, yeah, like, we got to be careful about, like, what we say around him because he's like, as much as it isn't a problem, like, he likes doing it, it still feels weird to just yeah, yeah, get something you, that expensive. Because you can't give back. Right, of. exactly. I mean, it can't be. Maybe those guys on a Traeger can, but maybe yeah, yeah, a $10,000 yeah. watch. But right? it's principle. It's like, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't thinking about going out of the way. Like, I think the biggest thing for them was, or at least Burt was, okay, well, he got me something. Now I feel like I have to give back, but I don't want to get in this cycle of doing this shit, you know? Yeah. 
Speaking of, uh, you know, people making a ton of money between Joe Rogan giving everything away after he made a Spotify deal and the Wall Street thing, what would you do if you get walked into $200 million tomorrow? Like, how would you live your life? Not like, obviously, you'd probably buy a house. You know, buy a car or two. Maybe another dog. $200 million, So I'd keep the $100 million in a savings account and... Like a high-yield savings high account? High-yield savings account. Live off the... Well, I'd live off more than the interest because $200 million is enough to pretty much do anything. I'd throw the other $100 million into any kind of investment I could. Probably predominantly... Well, not predominantly. A lot locally, I think. You think so? Just like... Just because. Eh, I like people around here. I mean, I think... I love, I, I love Fort Collins. I love Northern Colorado. I think it'd be... In my best interest and in Fort Collins' best interest, best interest if I gave back and did something Absolutely. to support Northern Colorado. But honestly, I would fucking buy a house at Ptarmigan Country Club and go play golf every day and dick around. Well, yeah. actually, you know what I'd probably do, assuming two hundred million is enough, is I, I'm sure it is, buy Ptarmigan. Once Ryan would be like, you know what, I've had my fun. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'd be like, I got it because I'd want to do it. You think you'd sell? I mean, at some point. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, if you gave him an offer, he couldn't refuse too. Right. I mean, but hey, I'd keep Ryan, it. The, I'd keep it the exact same way, exact free same membership staff for life. Yeah, exactly. Here's a hundred million. Fucking charge everything to the game. Charge it to the account. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I just feel like that's like I think my number one thing. If I ran into a lot of money, is I would buy that country club. It's not gonna make you a lot of money. If anything. If anything. But I would definitely just be like, yep, I want this to stay around. I want it to stay owned by one person so that there's not a bunch of bullshit going on, like a bureaucratic bullshit of uh, members. Yeah, happens, I think, with like well, some places. Like most of the time, because most clubs are member-owned. Oh, yeah. And that's ridiculous. Like, to get anything done. want to paint the clubhouse yeah. blue? All, I don't like that blue. All in favor? Up oh, 13 to 11. Sorry. Fuck you, Stacy. We're painting it blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and that's, I mean, I think it gets annoying with Ryan because everybody's always, like, trying to give him suggestions on shit, but also I'd just be like, fuck off, just like Ryan does, and be like, well, Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys who's kind of, um, what's the term? Blunt? No, no, um, it's like, uh, goodwill, you know what I mean? Like, you could have a dictator who's shitty. You know, right, it's be like, like yeah. he'd be making bad decisions, making it more corporate and everything, but he doesn't he doesn't do that. Right. Benevolent, that's the word I look at. He's like a benevolent ruler, right? Where he's like he always gives back to everybody, dude. Dude, I mean, even this year he gave two bonuses out to all the employees. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty. That he did not make money this year and he still found it in his heart to fucking give out two bonuses. Right. And like they're not little. You know, it's not like he was a jam of the fucking month club or something like that bullshit. Like that's a gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Was that from Christmas Vacation? Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Eddie, or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, there is a system to it. It's obviously who's worked there, and there's like a seniority level. There's a who has worked the longest. Because I got one my first year there, but also I was working 40-plus hours a week. Yeah. So there sure. is, there is like, I mean, Dylan didn't get one because he, he worked like three fucking shifts over the summer. Yeah. So he's, obviously, it makes sense. But that's also equitable in that regard, right? I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. No. If anybody did, it would just be like, you work three shifts. Like, L.A. Vinny, I can see doing that. Like, Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Who cares? Canceled. <laughs> yeah. Canceled. I'd her. like to see my podcast get canceled after one episode <laughs> airs. That's offensive. 
who is that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found these guys online. I found their podcast on accident. It was well, suggested. Actually, one said retard, and the other said a name, but I'm sure she's offended. <laughs> I don't know her, but I'm sure she's offended. I reached out to her. <laughs> she says that they sexually harassed her at work, that place they talked about. She me too them, so. That'd be so cool, actually. That would give me, like, so much more attention. You know what? I openly <laughs> allow you to cancel me because I pretty much have nothing to lose, right? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Silas and I are talking about this. We're like, hey, we should just get canceled now because yeah. if we get canceled now, I don't think you'd be canceled again. No. And plus, you get a lot more attention on you. Like, people want to see what you're doing, and then, like, you do one good thing after that, and it's like, wow, he's kind of a stud. <laughs> he's not so bad. So we get canceled now for the right. one podcast that hasn't gone anywhere yet. Right. It's not like I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this yet. Well, we're going to cancel, but we're still doing the podcast. Right. Exactly. So everybody's going to know. We're going to have tons of listeners. And then even, you know what? And I would bet most of those listeners would be cancel culture people who will want to cancel us again. Cancel us again. And we'll just listen. Yeah, exactly. But they'll just want to keep listening. And I mean, well, at least for the first like few months, we'll be on the the stove, you know, like on the hot seat where everyone's looking at us like, oh, what are they going to do next? You know, blah, 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 blah. But we just keep making the same podcast. We get some good guests. Right. Maybe we go on the Joe Rogan experience because he'll be like, they can't cancel you for that. That's silly. Yeah. Toe Rogan. Or maybe he'll be like, you shouldn't say retard, though. We'll be like, yeah, you're probably yeah, right. Probably right. We, like, we know better than that. <laughs> ah, do we, though? We still say it all the time yeah. in the privacy of our friend group. <laughs> I say it out in public. I get some looks every once in a while. I've been called out for it once, and I just laughed. Like, okay. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily rebuttal. I was just more like, okay. Well, there's like that, uh, you know, everyone's talking about being pro-nuance, right? But don't say retard. It's like, dude, come on. You know I'm not talking about a mentally disabled person. Right. It's like what you told me a long Lucy time Hayes ago. got the line about it. Yeah. It's like, it, like, you are smart enough to know. You're actually kind of hurting yourself in this regard. Right? You're making yourself sound so dumb that you can't tell the difference. It's like, shut the fuck it's up. It's semantics. You're going to pick me up by every little fucking word I say. Like, idiotic was a form of mental retardation. Clinically a form of retardation. And no one picks and pries at that. Idiot is? Idiot, imbecile, and one other one. One other common term for someone who's acting stupid or retarded. Autistic? <laughs> well, that's a pretty common one now. It's a medically. <laughs> but no, like idiotic and, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I don't remember what I read. But <laughs> imbecile for sure was like a form, a medically diagnosed form of mental retardation that they used to use. Like okay. in mental it was hospitals. Like a scale. It was like back in like the nineteen. Yeah, exactly. He's like not a, a retard, but he's definitely an idiot. <laughs> right. It was like, and you know, that just went along without saying. And so it's just kind of like, okay, we can pick apart all these words, but all the words that have caught on that are now somehow offensive, because people can't, you know, decipher connotation versus denotation. Like, obviously, I don't mean this person has a mental, like a severe mental disorder that's making him act this way. Nor would I say that to somebody with a severe mental disorder. Right, exactly. And like, like if a retarded person came up to me and I said that in public and they were like, hey, I am mentally challenged. I took a lot of offense to that. I'd be like, I am so sorry, but I was not targeting you. I probably wouldn't say it out in public for a little bit, but I'd still use it free willingly. Probably come around. I mean, I've got friends who've got you know, siblings who have, um, who are mentally challenged. Dylan's girlfriend's brother is autistic or Dylan's girlfriend's brother. Did I say that? Or did I say, yeah, Michaela's oh, brother okay. is autistic. 
She doesn't seem to care, or she's too scared to say anything. Yeah, I don't really know how that works, but Dylan, uh, Ashley always used to scold me for saying retard in front of her, but then Dylan always makes jokes and... You can't control that kid. Says that, yeah, exactly. So I was kind of like, well, I'm still a little careful, but I'm like, again, if she were to come out and tell me, hey, that's offensive, I would probably work on it to not say it in front of her as much. Yeah, but they're speaking for themselves. They're not speaking for everybody, because I've got other friends who are like, who have siblings who have problems or whatever and then he's like he says it all the fucking time right and so it's like uh, you know all these policies like all this woke culture that's only speaking for a certain sect like not everybody feels that way fortunately they're the ones who have the biggest voices but not everybody feels that way you know like i don't feel i say faggot all the time my brother's a homosexual and my mom's gay true and colin used to say it more than anybody you know what i mean but then there's other people gonna get so mad about it Right, and it's about infliction. Like, it's not well, like if if I were to you go know up the to difference. right, if I was going up to Colin, and I was angry, and I just called him a fucking faggot, it might be a little bit different. It might <laughs> be like I'm attacking exactly who he is, but when I'm calling you a faggot, it's because I mean you're acting like a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you that because you're gay. I'm calling you that because you're acting like a faggot. <laughs> you know, you're being. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? Hey, you're being not nice. Remember when my mom told me when we were kids? She's like. You know, you cuss too much. You should say rats when you stub your toe. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. My knee-jerk reaction is shit. <laughs> and shit's a lot better expletive for it. Like it yeah. Ah, rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened? Did what you... is this, a 1950s sitcom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here. Shit is way more functional for that. You remember my girlfriend, Annalise? Uh, we were dating back Asusa? in... No, no. Yeah, well, her too. Oh, the <laughs> one who worked at... Regional? Regional, yeah. So Annalise had a sister who had an extra chromosome and died. Oh. <laughs> I laughed too early. I know. That's, I why, I started, that's why I started <laughs> laughing. Yeah, so um, she gets really offended by retard. And one time we're at work, and I was like, what the fuck? That's retarded. And I said it. And she's like, Chris, him and my old chef was like, you know, like he knows. And so he was like immediately like, oh, he's trying to save me. Right. And I was like, she's like, apologize. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And she's like, you're not really sorry. And I was like, not even a little I'm bit. I'm sorry that you heard me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not even a little bit sorry. Did you talk to me for like a month? I don't get why that's such a bad thing. I'm like, when someone says, aren't you sorry? I'm like, well, yeah, sorry that you heard that. And I'm sorry that you were offended by that. I don't get why that's such a half-assed apology. It's like, I obviously didn't think it was offensive. Had I known, or no, had I personally felt the same thing as you and it accidentally slipped out then i'd probably like apologize sincerely on your behalf and my behalf but since i'd feel bad and think about it for two weeks yeah exactly. but i don't <laughs> i don't feel not bad something i think about on a day-to-day basis it's not something i'm offended by and i'm not offended by a lot <laughs> yeah we were kind of like briefly texting about this the other day and i was like wait no we should actually save this conversation why do we have such a fucked up sense of humor oh yeah dude you me brennan dylan fralick I feel like that's actually the bar for entry for a group. Like we haven't had a lot of people come into our group ever. And I feel like it's because like they hang out with us two or three times and you know, maybe something doesn't really pop up or something pops up and they're like, that's a, you know, it's a little edgy, but that's okay. I just don't know them yet. And then they'll like carry on and they're like, <laughs> I don't think that but, but I'm s- comfortable with what they joke about because that's, that's fucked up. But the same token, like, um, 
those who have stuck around tend to develop that same sense of humor. It's on par oh, with like it sent it seems to build up to ours. Like <laughs> Asger. Oh god, like when he made his first like uh apologize but rape joke. <laughs> um it was just like what? apology not accepted. Yeah, apology not accepted. It was it was so funny. It was just like that was out of nowhere, but now he just gets it. Which one was it? it the was, Elizabeth one? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Elizabeth one. Not repeated for <laughs> podcast listeners, but Right. It was bad. Um it had to do with Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> calling him out. Uh <laughs> yeah, it was like Asgar stepped up. And like he's still a homie. Like and I think that's probably maybe why he gravitates towards the two is like he's still down with like that and I feel like maybe he doesn't have that in Denmark. But then again, I don't know. We've never been to go visit him. Yeah, I don't know what the sense of humor looks like in the I Euro- don't imagine European. it's like ours. Right. Maybe it is. Uh, who, who, I what do know. I know? I've never been to Denmark. Why am I even trying to Well but like Europe in it? general though, like I feel like they're not they'll probably be like, Wow, that's kinda weird that you joke about that, but they would be like <laughs> go to Facebook or Twitter or the news about it and be like he, he said this. He said this. Yeah. And like, who is he? He can't. He we can't a, even cancel him. He made a gay joke, or he made a rape joke, or something like that. And I feel like it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But I feel like someone would be like, uh, "We don't really, we don't really joke about that here." True. But not, you know, overreact like everybody in the U.S. does about everything. Maybe not everybody, but it seems that way. Most people. Who who have we let into our group in the past four years? put us at 21 i guess well you know girlfriends but like that's yeah but i don't know if this counts but cole well yeah he was but so like he kind of got like more he was already friends with dylan so he was around that but also like i've made some untasteful jokes in front of him and he's like i've seen him like kind of flinch <laughs> but it's like immediately okay he's like oh i didn't know people still said <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> yeah caitlin's kind of um she's not woke by any means but she's definitely more on the a sensitive spectrum, or maybe willing to say something about it. Yeah, I mean, closer to the rest of us. But still, she she st- hangs too, right? But she can still make the distinction of a joke versus whatever brutal opinion. Well, that's the point. Exactly. Right? That's like, and that's the point. Like, if you like, Caitlin would be the most extreme. I'd like to see in someone in whatever, whatever quote unquote cancel culture, whatever whatever it might be like she okay so for instance during the black lives matter movement was very behind that and then some along somewhere along the lines being who i am i made a racist joke obviously knowing that she knows i don't want black people to die was able to write that off as oh nick's just fucking around because again and i think this is why well i don't know that's why but it's one of the factors of why we have such a fucked up sense of humor is because we take things that are more serious in order to make them more manageable we like make these jokes. Turn them into humor. Yeah, exactly. And it's according to statistics as a sign of better intelligence, which That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're smarter we're than We're smart. You're all retarded. <laughs> Again. Saying it saying it's where it's being recorded, it sounds like it's got more weight to it. It really though. does. It carries <laughs> yeah, it carries a lot more weight. Just knowing that people might hear it. But whatever, I, I guess. Potentially cancel us. <laughs> I potentially cancel. I heard that podcast that you did. Your first podcast ever <laughs> with your best friend in his basement on CNN. We're going to get attacked on Twitter. I just, uh, I my imagine Twitter my handle is at salt that salt, by the way. <laughs> if you'd like to attack me. Oh, it is salt that salt. Nice. I got it. Yeah. yeah mine's NLV Linden. I'd love to hear it. 
real creative. I think I'd run with salt at salt. I my should like find a way to like. My dad made me brain that into something. Do NLV Linded because when I was making my email, he was like, "Don't do something stupid." Because I was in eighth grade. What were you gonna do? Scuba Steve. Probably like Skater Boy or something because I was in the skateboarding. OY or OI? <laughs> I think OY, but <laughs> I, I assume that was already taken. So I might have had to go Skater Boy 23475. <laughs> 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 I just mixed our two phone numbers you up. You did. Right? I'm yeah. glad you did that, though, because now all our fans won't be able to text us and be like, hey, you guys rule. We would never cancel you because we love you. We love what you talk about. <laughs> Who's going to listen to this? Dylan? Probably not a lot of people yet. I think Dylan wants to listen to it. Remote all our friend group. Oh, good. No, we shouldn't be canceled. Yeah, I can't wait to have Scotty on here. Oh, <laughs> shit's gonna pop. <laughs> They're gonna get a weird mix about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he had that alt right guy on there. Yeah. He's not really alt right, but he's kind of like he seems alt right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he had a very angry, from what I can tell, Jewish man on there. <laughs> <laughs> definitely sounds short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's definitely something there. Uh, I hope that, well, <laughs> let's just take solace of the fact that it's not going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you ever do develop a fan base, you to get somebody scrolling back to like episode one. Oh, God. Dude, I sh- immediately get called out. I tried doing that with fucking Tell Rogan. Uh, he was on episode, was he on episode 1600 or something mm-hmm. like that? I was like, listen to number one. I was like, this is bad. And then I listened to episode like 300. And that was the one I was talking about with the guy who found a CrossFit where he's talking about like functional movement. Oh, yeah. And like he still had Brian Redband on. And it'd be like, it'd probably be like if you and I were to co-host this show, like we're always going to be fucking around. Mm-hmm. But then you had somebody on you were trying to take seriously. And I mean, that's exactly what it was. Like I would just keep on like trying to make a joke out of everything the guy's saying when he's trying to be serious. It's just like uncomfortable. You're like, oh, how did this ever get anywhere? Such an uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Such an uncomfortable. Well, I think it helps that he was a comedian beforehand. Like, I don't know that a lot of well, true and fear factor. Maybe, right, exactly. I don't know. Is it required? Only it's definitely not required. But I mean, you have other podcasts, but you don't hear about a lot of podcasts that came from people who just started podcasting. Usually, well, had just some, starts podcasting, but they already have a profile, right? Right. So, like me. I probably won't get that much recognition, assuming that I keep doing this. It'll be more for a fun factor for me. Sure. This is kind of fun. I'm enjoying this. I've never done a podcast I before. Too. I mean, it's just like having our conversations, but we get to share it with the whole entire world. <laughs> if they want to hear it. If they want to hear it. Selective. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, it's like Pat never had me on his when he was doing this. Well, he, he only did one. one. Yeah, but he recorded... He recorded five. He said he wanted to record like five and then start putting them out. Um, he recorded I think he did record five and he put out one and you know him he kind of lost interest I'm afraid I of shouldn't that. say you know him but like he, he, I'm not saying it's because he has a short attention span because if he does get transfixed on something it stays he will well but that's both of you we've all talked about it yeah yeah right right it's like if we actually get locked onto something it'll stay well, but so that's we what we ta- like to experiment. Well, we've talked about with you specifically, not you and Pat, but with you. Who? Who's we? Uh, Ashley and I. Just our friends. Yeah, like Jamie. Okay. Um, one, you pick things up so quickly that it's like it becomes 
fairly second nature to you and it gets boring. So I think you're always looking for that next challenge. I think it's similar with Pat. I don't know that it's necessarily the same with Pat. I think Pat is more like if one thing goes wrong, like he really loved that farming job that he had at uh, Silver Reef Farms. Mm-hmm. But then his boss like said – his boss was like, whatever. They butted heads for a long time. His it's kind of like me and Kevin. Right. His boss was a boss. And he was like, nope, not doing that anymore. But the farming thing still stuck, which I was impressed with. It wasn't like oh, he up okay, and switched okay. uh, industries of any sort. But, I mean, with you, we noticed that – or I've noticed – and made other people notice that's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And like, you get into it like really hard for a while and do a bunch of research and you're so smart and you can like retain all of it that it's like, after a while, it just becomes boring. Well, yeah, maybe boring to me. Like it's not boring to everybody, but no, 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 like, like boring to, me, to you like, in that aspect that, okay, there's not, I mean like, I'm not interested in delving into all the nuances that people right. end up getting hooked on. Right. Exactly. You can go forever down a rabbit hole on something. If you mm-hmm. decide you want to, you know, Look at every piece well, even of Pat isn't as much into farming as he was. I mean, he took ag classes at CSU. Granted, that was pretty much the only reason he picked up a second major, quote unquote. But it was because he wanted to learn more about farming, and now that's. I mean, he doesn't really. He's still an ag. He's still an it's ag evolved. for sure, but it's definitely not as in depth as it used to be, right? Mm. It doesn't seem that way anyway. I would argue more in depth in a different facet, right? Like he's gone so far down the rabbit hole that he's gone to um, more on a business aspect. Versus right. like an that's actual, like the thing. It's not, that's the, it's the, not thing. the actual out there in the fucking dirt everyday tilling, but like. But he's learned everything like he needed to in order to get to the point where he knows what he's talking about, yeah, and now he's taking decisions. that in a different direction, which yeah. I think is, I I envy you guys because of that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could, like, and that's my thing. Like, if I want to pick up a new hobby or if I see something that's interesting, I'll think about it for a day, and I'm just like, I'll read something about it. But my attention span is so, not there. And I just can't retain shit that he's like as easily as you guys without having to constantly like look at it and read stuff about it and shit like that. Do you think we've got better attention spans than you? I would. Yeah, I would think so. I, I, would think I so. thought that we are. I like, I always think that we've got like short ass attention spans. Like I can look at something for like two or three days and then I don't think about it anymore. Right. But that's because I think we have different attention spans for different reasons. I think. Sure. You I have, guess. But I thought like two like, or three days was short for me. And if like you're saying that you could look at it maybe for. A day and be like, nah. Well, there's, st- but it's different. So if I'm pick up a new hobby, okay. So let's let's just say the stock market, for instance. When I started investing, I was looking into it, you know, for a little bit of every day. Versus what's going on now. Granted, it's different circumstances, but you have learned so much more in a single day than I have in however many, almost a year now that I've been investing. I did say that to uh, my friend Ian today. I was like, this has been. The best crash course in economics that I could ever have hoped for. Right. Like, this is so good. And you could read a book on economics and retain a lot of the information and grasp hold of it and be able to reiterate it to anybody. Versus me, I would have to take a lot of notes, go reread stuff, and just ultimately immerse myself in it enough to the point where I was like, okay, I can make this a daily habit and look Mm -hmm. at it because that's what I have to do. And so... And it's different. I mean, it's like, I don't think Brennan could ever read anything about that kind of stuff and still, like, when he relays information to me from stuff that he's read or heard, I go back and fact check him, and it's very, very, very skewed. And <laughs> Like, that was close. Yeah, it's like a quarter truth of what he's saying. I'm like, I, I know what he's trying to get at he here. He gave you the Google search? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gave me the first article that popped up, the one that's not even a link, but it gives you the brief outline of the first link that's He's on He's like, Google. well, I read, and you're like, 
All right, he read an article. Yeah. Like, well, I read that. And then I Google what he said. I'm like, uh, first fucking article. God damn it. <laughs> like, you got to read you, something here, Brandon. You can't say information like that. Well, you, you can. That's the best part. Sometimes I do it during arguments to try and keep them short. <laughs> Your dad told me this thing once. It was like, I used it on you. You used to get pissed. It was a. Uh, yeah, I was like, hey, I had this guy who used to say when we're in the middle of arguments, you know, he just say, uh, yeah, well, prove me wrong. This is before smartphones. But right. It's like, yeah, prove me wrong. <laughs> just like fluster everybody. Like, yeah, because my dad used to say that to me all the time, too. And he like, told me he got it from like one of his friends. Yeah. I didn't know that. Or just one of his work colleagues or something like that. I was like, prove right. me wrong. And I was like, I can't. I'm going to use that. Technically, but. Oh, yeah? What do you mean? Autistic children don't grow three arms every time they have to. But isn't to that kind them. of like a logical fallacy? Not that it really matters, but in arguing, it wouldn't hold up in court, obviously. Like, prove me wrong. It's like, well. No, well, we did. And, uh, like, you're. Well, you're wrong. Like, you're using lack of proof on both sides to. as proof in itself, right? Kind yeah, of thing. It is a fallacy. I think. I don't remember which one because there's so many and logical I think it's fallacies. The, what is it? It's the appeal to ignorance. Possibly. I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it goes along the same lines as that, but I mean like essentially the appeal to ignorance is okay if someone's arguing with me that God exists or God doesn't exist and they say well you can't prove that he does exist or he doesn't exist you're using lack of proof in itself as proof for your argument which which isn't proof at all right it was just a it's fucking like a it's a circle yeah exactly yeah. it's but anyway I'm not sure if that's along the same lines or not I think it's like prove me wrong is more just like a you can't. So that's what I'm using as proof for the time being until you can prove me wrong. Well, hopefully, in regards to attention span, if they forget before they even get done, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, he's an asshole, but. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't hold on to it all day, depending on what time of day it was or what mood I was in. <laughs> Four o'clock after leaving the office, after shitty, you're like, I don't know, fucking prove me wrong <laughs> yeah. so hard. Well, now, yeah, right, right now, like you said, it's so easy with phones. It's like, okay. <laughs> What'd you say? But like, back No, then, I looked that up. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Wikipedia says. Then he likes I, stuff. Wikipedia is not accurate. <laughs> Shut up. Anyone can post anything, which means you're just getting the most honest answers. Duh. Did, <laughs> did you, uh, like, when you when I was in high school, I used to do this all the time. I'd use Wikipedia to find all the information I wanted, and then I'd look at their sources because the sources are on the bottom of the page, mm-hmm. and then I would just use those for the bibliography. Yep. I'm like, they're so busy. They're not. No, I do that all the time. Teachers are Because the teacher's like, you can't use Wikipedia, and I was like, fine. And so I'd go, and as long as it wasn't, like, a site, like, usforum.com <laughs> 4chan forward slash yeah Pornhub yeah exactly I would just no like, I saw this on Pornhub this is fine <laughs> or Cliff Notes also has the uh, cited information at the uh, on one of their pages too because you have to right oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. and so I would do that and then you just click the sites and you're like oh yeah. look see this guy's like, he's clearly smart and I clearly know how to find the information that he's putting out but I fucking hate it dude you know what I had to, we had to do that all throughout college well for my two or my one English college course. And then in high school too, where you do like the hardest part about writing an essay was having to cite your information on like the back page and then reference it in like either quotes or underline or in uh, italics or whatever the fuck it, how you had to reference it. I was just like, this is so fucking ridiculous. I I understand why that exists. I do too. For peer or peer reviewed articles and for like scientific articles and stuff like that where shit matters. But I guess it goes. I mean, it goes back to the whole thing, like analytical skills, all that bullshit with math. I don't have to do trigonometry right now, but you don't have to do anything. It's about problem solving. Well, I, you know what is fucking funny to me, and I thought of literally ten seconds ago, is uh, <laughs> all our teachers for forever, and they've told this sadly. Well, you're gonna have to use this in real life. 
What fucking world are you living in that you think that we have to use this in real life? Like, seriously, what, what world are people who are in the education sphere, like, in? That they think that any of this shit exists outside of their sphere? Seriously. I mean, I feel like they have to say that, but it's also like, why? But are they paid? They're not paid to say well, it. They're not paid to why say it. Why would you? But otherwise, it's like, okay, if you don't have to learn this, then you're not going to pay to. Well, it, I mean. Why? I didn't. It's all, it's all Did you pay attention? Who paid attention? Well, I can name like three I, kids. I, I paid attention because I had to pay attention in order to pass high school. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all just can retain everything when they hear it once, Chris. Some of us had to do some work. I used to let my cat decide if I would do my homework or not. I remember you telling me that. I used to just not do my homework and then barely pass my classes. Dude, this lantern, she, uh, Jamie and I sat next to each other. Me, Jamie, Emma Degman, who I th- had a dream about last night, oddly. Like she was just dream. Shout out Emma Degnan. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably hot. I meant to look her up on Instagram. She was hot then. She's probably hot now. Uh, And Kendall sat next to us too. So Kendall, Emma, Jamie, me. Because it was in like alphabetical order. And she used to come around and collect homework in the morning. And she (laughs) she would walk up, take it from Emma, take it from Kendall, and look at Jamie and I every morning without fail. Glare at us, roll her eyes, and walk away. Like one time, Jamie and I actually had done the homework, and she still didn't take it. <laughs> We're like, "No, we we did it." And she's like, "I don't care. I don't want it. You never do it." We're like, "You can't do that, can you? <laughs> can she? Can, can she do that?" <laughs> Damn, let's look at my Dagman. How did you spell her last name? I can look her up right now. I feel like I know on like big podcasts they have to like beep out the names. Do you think I have to do that here? Why would you? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get taken to small claims court. Over what? Shouting out somebody's Instagram profile for being attractive? I mean, it could be slander if I said a wet dream and you didn't, in fact, have a wet dream. (laughs) Yeah, but then I'm suing you for slander, not her. Back on the subject of Emma Dagan. (laughs) (laughs) Back on it. (laughs) One, does she live here? Two... Pretty sure she's in California. She went to uh, Cal Poly. Two. Is she super religious? I don't remember her being super religious, no. But through my short Instagram creep, I saw her with Shallon. I remember Shallon. Shallon. I really like Shallon as a person a lot. She's a very nice person. But she's very religious. And it throws me off every time I see her. She told me the other day. I remember like three or four days ago. She's like, how's the regional? And I was like, oh, I got fired. She's like, oh, have you found a job? I'm like, no. She's like, well, I'm praying for you. And I was like, bruh. Was that like a, I'm praying for you or like It a, was a serious one. Let know. me backtrack that with another conversation we had. Um, we were, oh, I said she was getting married. And this was over the summer, maybe then or whatever. No, it was right after she got married. I was like, oh, you're married now, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm married now. Like, what's that like? She's like, oh, it's just so great, like, following God with the person that you love. Oh. I was like, oh. That's cool. I hate to bash on it, like, whatever makes people happy. Hey, me too. That's why I feel bad. How do we feel bad about bashing on religion, yet we'll call retard out all day? Um, Good point. I don't know. Maybe because <laughs> people who are religious never really lash out in the sense that really, like, try and cancel people. You know, whether it's like you said that person's a Bible thumper, that's a slur. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Okay. All right. That's your point. But I don't, I don't know. That's probably not it, but it's also just like, I only feel bad about it. And I think there are two different things. I think they're two very different things. Like I will bash on religion. I'll bash on people who are overly religious and ruin their kids' childhoods because they're too religious. True. Um, because it's just that. Sure. Like, I think it, it stems from two different things, right? I mean, like, re- obviously, retard or Christian. <laughs> one's in your control. <laughs> one's baseball. One's fucking soccer. You know, it's not the same game. It's yeah, not it's in the same oranges. field. So I, I don't know. I said that to uh, who was I arguing with? Jackson, maybe at fucking the club, or I don't remember somebody. I was like, you know what the number one correlation between believing in God and not is? And like, no, what is it? I was like, your parents believe in God. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Almost 100% of the time, your parents believe in God. Yeah. You believe in God. Like, you didn't have a choice in it. Like, And he's like, oh, I don't believe that. I was like, I don't care if you believe it or not. Right. It's just like, I don't care if you believe in God or not, but are you worried about that with like, wait, let me get to my third point about Emma Degman real quick before we go into that. Sure. Remember she dated Nick Dietz? That's the only other thing I can think about. I was like, oh man, they slept together. Probably. Maybe not. They did. Shout out Nick Dietz. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Is that where you're at? Because you and Ashley are going to get married very soon. And like, Ashley's definitely way more religious than you are. I mean... We've had this conversation. Anything I mean, times zero is, but I was just curious if you change your stance on it because people change their stance because, like, I don't mind asking people. No, okay, so are you worried about that? Like, if you guys have kids or whatever, because you yeah, probably I don't have kids because you guys are going to have kids. We had this conversation the other day. It's like she she still wants me to go experience a few different churches, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it. It's I not. Have, did you tell her it's not the experience? I told her, yeah. I was like, it's not. She's like, you just haven't found like the right, right? and that's not exactly what she said verbatim. It was more just like. Um, I just don't think you've found the right preacher yet, blah, blah, blah. Like all these churches we've gone to have been different and like you really have to listen to the message and all that stuff. And I was like, I get that, but I can know the message. Like again, in my opinion and the way I see it, I don't need someone telling me a story of something that might have may or may not have happened thousands and thousands of years ago for me to learn a lesson. And I don't need them to morph that into something that's more relatable for me. Ergo, I don't need to listen to gospel music gospel rock christian rock whatever the genre is called and i don't need to be told that i can i pretty much guarantee you that if ashley and i have the same morals regardless of our religious upbringing right yeah i would agree that you guys have the right like obviously that's why you're dating you know what i mean like you one is not exclusive of the other nor is one indicative of the other it's not a bad thing Ashley learned her morals from religion. It's not a bad thing she bases some of them around, around religion, which I don't necessarily think she even does. I don't think a lot of her um, morals come from a religion origin. I think it was more learned because I don't... They're just human. They're just right, human exactly. It's Right, exactly. Like, it's what you learn from... It's learned behavior, right? A lot of how you are from ages zero to five is learned behavior because that's when you're most susceptible to learning new information. So if your fucking dad's an alcoholic and he's always drinking, you're probably more likely to become an alcoholic. Just as if your parents are going to church every single Sunday, make you go, you're more likely to do that. Now, Ashley's parents, while they made her go to church, didn't force her to go to church. After that, she decided to go a different way. She was baptized as I think Catholic and then got baptized as something different when she made her own decision. Is that okay? 
I mean, I don't think if you're a if you full blown <laughs> Catholicism, I doubt it's. You know, I doubt it's. No, it's not. It's not okay. In fact, I know for a fact that a lot of hardcore Catholics frown upon it. But I think that her parents, I know that her parents aren't like, oh, you're not Catholic. Shame on you. Her parents are like, as long as you are finding your own way, blah, blah, all this stuff, I think you're all right. Mm-hmm. Although there was one scenario a few Christmases ago where we were not with them. For church, yeah, right? Because Jenny her, got super mad. Jenny, yeah, of well, all people. because we got super fucked up the night before. Right. Yeah, it was, we were yeah obliterated. Exactly. No, I remember it because she was mad. Cause wasn't it the Christmas Eve Eve? It was Christmas Eve Eve, and then we went up to my mom's house for Christmas Eve, and Jenny was like trying to force that, or strong-armed Ashley into going to church, and Ashley honestly was like, like, what? I don't, why? Why are you getting so mad about this? Like, Ashley, I don't think was, Ashley was not like, we need to go to church. Maybe it was because her mom said something. Yeah, maybe it was something else, though. For Jenny's sake, you know, like Jenny. Well, sure, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying Jenny, like, wanted her to. I don't think be w- with God or whatever. I, don't I think, think Jenny warrants... wanted her to be like. No, I don't think it, I, I think it's them. like maybe tradition. Yeah, exactly. could have a drive behind it, but I don't think. Regardless, I don't think it merits you being with you for a holiday. I don't know. Right, I your, don't think it merits up. telling, and that's where I draw the line. Is I don't, it doesn't merit telling a twenty-year-old what to do. Is she twenty at the time? Right, probably. I don't know. I don't remember either. Um, we got fucking hammered though. We were. I kind of remember that. But I just. I don't know. I, so to go back to your question, yes, we have. I have thought about that, and my Wait, thing is. Wait, I slept is, with Baylin that year. Hey. <laughs> Shut up, Baylin. <laughs> hey. Um, my thing is, I'll go to church for the sake of going to church, for the first couple of times, whatever. But as soon as I'm fed up with it, or assuming that I don't, you know, fall in love with the idea. Which I don't think you Which will. I don't think I will either. What would make you fall in love with the idea of Jesus? I don't fucking. Maybe having. People say having kids is a. Well, like, what, what, you, what, what do you think sort? about having kids would make you think Jesus? Well, people turn to weird things or different things to try and protect what they love. And I think religion is to. Oh, because it's a like safety net. Idea, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, could, I can be with them forever. Right. So, I, I don't know. I have weird. no idea. I haven't had kids, knock on wood, yet. Okay, um, counter question to that. Mm-hmm. Where do souls come from then? Soul? Why? Because people say your soul's going to be in heaven. Okay. All right. Where do they come from? You're not? I think it's a better way of putting like your. So when I think about it, and <laughs> again, I'm not agnostic, I'm not atheist or anything along those lines. Like I get. I don't openly shut down religion. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. D- completely deny the fact that there might be something out there that's a higher power of sort, whether that could be aliens or whether it was our ancestors who were monkeys and just decided like to get your tinfoil hat out, whatever the fuck it might be. I I want a tinfoil hat and a rosary. What's up? I don't think there's, I don't deny that there's not something out there that's like might be overlooking us. And that could be a simulation according to Elon Musk. Shout out Elon Musk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to shout out every buddy that we we name on here. Yeah. Hey, yo, uh, (laughs) Shout who else did we shout out? We didn't give a shout out. Shout out Ted Cruz. Shout out to the hedge fund guys. We mentioned you, but not by name. So, shout out Redacted. <laughs> um, shout out AOC. Shout out Wall Tim Street Dillon. Bets. Shout out Toe Rogan. Shout out Tom Segura. Ta-da. Shout out Burt Kreischer. Sorry, uh, Bruce Kreischer or Burt Crystal, whatever the fuck your name is. 
Wait, what is, what is that? Is like it's everybody mispronounces his name. So like he has this show on TBS, and it's like the Big Show or the Go Big Show or something like that. And it was getting announced at like during one of these like wrestling things, because one of the hosts on there was like, like fucking a WrestleMania pro or something w- like that? yeah, like WWE wrestler. One of the hosts on there is a WWE wrestler. Sick. And so one of the announcers was like announcing the show or whatever because this guy, the pro wrestler, was involved. And then they go to Bert and they're like, Bert. Christ or Bert Crystal, and then the other guy's like tries to repronounce it because he hears the guy mispronounce. He's like Bruce Kreischer, and then like last night or however many nights ago before Tom Segura's podcast was aired, he mispronounced it again. So it's just like an ever continuous joke that and then it just gets to cut. now Bert, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, it's Bert Kreischer. <laughs> it's whatever. It's, uh, um, it's a name I don't really care. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. It's just, it's like, and it's like an ongoing joke because Tom Segura did it in one of his specials. It was like, uh, I won a competition. It was during like the Sober October weight loss competition or whatever. Yeah. The first one they had and he did. Did Tom win that year? Yeah. And so he's like, cause I bested a guy, a fat fuck named like Burt Crystal or something <laughs> like that. Just makes a rhyme yeah, out of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just something that's not obviously his name, but still has the first letter of his But you know it's him. Name. Yeah, exactly. And so that's like. Anytime, like, on their public forums, like, or, like, their uh, shows, like, online, people will refer to them as their different names. Oh, or as, okay. like, different names that are also... It's more with Bird than it is Tom. Anyway, back to the... What we are talking about was... The religion What thing. would make you become religious? Oh, you said yeah, kids, right. maybe? But like, maybe kids. Like, kids up. is one of those things. It's, like, the only thing. Or if, like, a very crazy trauma happened. But I've already had that, and I didn't really... It didn't really yeah, trigger didn't any make, kind of religious experience. That didn't make any of us go towards religion. No. I think I made Brennan go away from it. Well, again, you have that. So you have, like, the kids who were forced to go to church, and they either completely are against it. Like, your mom, for example, right? Wasn't she raised yeah, they're, Catholic? They're both My mom and my dad both are recovering Catholics. Right? right. And so they made the conscious decision to not practice that when they're older because they didn't particularly like it when they were younger. They don't think it's right to force your kids to do that kind of stuff. My parents are not s- typical, though, let's be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. And then you have the other – but you don't see it, like, in the mid-range. Like, you see Ashley is in the middle of the pack w- where her parents were like, okay, let's go for the first however many times. Like, you're going to come with us until you're old enough to make your own be decision. confirmed or whatever nonsense. Or- and then she made the conscious decision to keep practicing but instead go a different route <clears throat> to a non-denominational church. Yeah, because she went to Young Life and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right, yeah. exactly. All then. And then you have the other parents, like Ramon's parents, shout out Ramon Vasquez, who forced shout him to go to church. Fitos Vasquez. <laughs> shout out Roxanne and Ramon Sr., uh, <laughs> who made them go to church up until. Shout out Gold Jewelry. <laughs> whatever a certain age. <laughs> and now they completely despise it. They, I have no doubt in my mind, even when Ramon has kids, he will not force his kids to go to church in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, there might be some cultural things airing on that one too, though. Because uh, yeah, you're probably right. Latin America is super Catholic. For the, I don't know, for all practical purposes, for the majority of the population, I would say that either your parents really force you to go to church and therefore you hate it, or you your parents force you to go to church and now you are doing the same shit, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, right. right. 
I think, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. You don't have anybody in the middle of the road there. You're not like. Right. You have some in the middle of the road. Ah, you know, my parents were fundamental as Mormons, but now I'm, I'm just kind of Mormon. Like, I don't drink soda, but I only have one wife. So. Right. I mean, like, you have the. I mean, I've known people who have been obviously the wild cards there where their parents were like super involved in the church and then now they're kind of involved in the church but it's not obviously it's not the numbers aren't supported for those groups like it's a lot more one way or the other yeah no you're 100 percent correct so yeah i don't but know. to go back I think, to your I don't question. Think you have kids with right well i mean that's what i was curious about because i feel like it could be i'm not saying a deal breaker but i feel like it'd be definitely a kink in your guys relationship where it's like <clears> man you're like i'm not gonna take the kids to church but I'd actually be like i think we should take them to church you know, you know, bite the bullet and take them to church, or what are you gonna do? Probably, that's fine. It's maybe not worth the argument, even. But like, what do you, what do you tell them? So here's my thing. For me, Dad, do you believe in God? Maybe. Yeah. Shrug. Okay. So if so, those are two different situations, where if Ashley's like, yeah, you're but gonna one bring probably the kids leads to the fucking, other, right? Like, right. Well, you're gonna bring the you're gonna bring the kids to church. Yeah. Why not? Like, whatever. It's like an hour out of my day. Not even sure. with the church that Ashley goes to, I'd be like, fine, whatever, whatever makes you happy. But if it came down to it and my kids were like, hey, dad, do you believe in God? I wouldn't exactly tell them no. But like, I don't think God is what, you know, all religions make it out to be. I don't I'm think it, maybe, I don't think it's so uh, black and white. I don't think it's all this different BS that it's played out to be. I think. You know, if there is a higher power, they're not going to make the judgments based on these this old ass book, sure. right? And then what they decide to do with that information when they're old enough—that's not my. I, I will defend them to the end of the day if they decide. That Listen, religious. I don't want to go to church because I, you know, can't really get behind all this stuff, blah blah blah. But I'm not going to preach to them all that shit. And if that's their decision, then so be it. It's like. And if Ashley's like, well, blah, 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 like, they need to go to church, blah, 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 all this stuff, I'm going to be like, that's not my decision. That's their decision. They're old enough. Like, not, I, don't, I don't know what that age is. Yeah, I was going to say, what time do you cut it off? I would say. Because I, I remember pretty early not having to do it, not having a concept of it correctly in my head. But I remember in kindergarten, I think it was Anna Mira came up to me. Shout out, Anna Mira. <laughs> Whatever happened to her. Uh, <laughs> She's like a dance person still. With those boobs? Come on, she can have back problems in 10 years. Shout out to Anamir's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she came up to me she asked, what church do you go to? And I said, oh, I don't believe in God. And she went and told the teacher. And luckily, like, I kind of had a cool teacher at the time. She was like, well, you know, in the United States, we have freedom of religion, so it's not an issue. But she cried. She was not. She didn't understand that. So, like, six for me was cool, but, like, maybe not six for you, <laughs> for your kids. But, like, when is it? 13? When they're, like, because at a certain point, they just be bored of it. Right. Like, you know that's going to happen. No fucking 14-year-old wants to sit in church I on think, Saturday like, anymore. I think, like, 10, 11 is probably enough of it. And again, okay, so any 10 or 11-year-old is not going to want to go sit through. And I think it's different if it's like a Catholic mass versus a non-denominational Playing church. Playing basketball and something. Right, exactly. Like going to youth group. Like, I will fully encourage my kids going to youth group if it gets them out of the fucking house, obviously. Because they don't socialize? Whatever, yeah. Socializing. Yeah, just take them to wrestling practice. And also because, well, I don't think, 
from my experience, youth groups of any sort don't really have like a super hard push towards religion. They, they kind of were, right? Because I asked my mom were. to go to, um, what was that place called? Five Stones. Yeah, I asked my mom to go to Five Stones. She's like, what is that place? I was like, I don't know. This is the place where we go. She's like, it's religious. So like somehow she knew. But so many kids went there who were just like. I know. That's all. I, I wanted to go hang out with the homies. For the social experience. Right. Yeah, I was like, let me go hang out with the homies. She's like, she let me go once. But and I think they did try to push some sort of religion. I got in the car and I was like, they like God, mom. And she's like, you want to go back? I was like, not really. Well, and so that's my thing. Like with Five Stones, I never felt like I listened to gospel music, which is like the part I hated because it was not great music. And all it is is like, it's just so you got a hard time selling me on it's that so one. It's yeah. so overkill. Like it's just like it's obviously praying. But like honestly, if I had my pick between gospel music and a Catholic mass, I'd go a Catholic mass a hundred percent of the time because they're not beating around the bush. They're like, hey. We're here because we worship God, and we believe this shit will happen to you if you don't worship God. If you don't like it, you can leave. That's like, I'm like, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Do I'm we, in. This guy's a real do. straight shooter. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, they don't really, yeah, they'll fucking, you'll become a pariah of that church if you, you know, whatever, deny religion or you don't, whatever. But again, it's just like, it, it, you know what? No, I, I redact that statement. Because you won't even become a social pariah because no one's going to fucking know if and when you're there unless you're an active member of the church and then suddenly leave, right? Yeah, true. I mean, so, it's a big, big enough church. But, like, for, for argument, 10 people. I mean. Right. For argument's sake, it's just like, if I go to Catholic church, it's fine. Like, if you don't fucking, if you go to a Catholic mass and you're not about it, and you're like, hey, this is bullshit. I don't think our morals should be governed by this old-ass book. They're like, then get the fuck out. You know what? You are no longer welcome to this church. You're like, fine, whatever. Same fucking shit. Versus like people who are a non-denominational church who put the people on campus who are like, hey, have you, you know, blah, 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 thought about accepting Jesus Christ in your life? I know that's more Mormon, but the people on campus, you know. Yeah, you, there's, some, there's definitely those guys. Though. You know the people. Like they still have young life on campus. Right? right. The same shit. And so I guess that's like my thing. Like I'm not going to force my kid one way or the other. I'm not going to strong arm him or her into one thing or the other. Sure. It's like, I will take them to the church with Ashley. If it makes her happy until they are probably like nine or 10. In which case you'll stop going to church with them. And I will stop going to church with them. Sure. Okay. And then if the kids ask, which inevitably they will, I will say, I didn't grow up religious. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't, you know, it's okay to have different beliefs. Who knows whatever your answer. Yeah. Whatever answer it will be. I'm sure it will be, sensitive to ashley's beliefs if you had to hopefully make your kids <laughs> and i think that'll probably turn them off church for a while maybe like they'll be like oh we don't have to go to church fine i don't want to go to church but then i want to hang out with dad and eat cereal and watch yeah. cartoons watch while he mows the lawn exactly whatever dads do now <laughs> we probably have automatic lawnmowers by now i hope i hope um your baby's been born nine months shout out automatic lawnmower but like nine months once they're old enough elon i'm looking at you <laughs> Once they're old enough, like once they're in high school, they are old enough to make their own decisions and say, like, and I, I think that's what happened to Ashley. She was like, she wasn't forced into going to church when she reached middle school. She decided to join a youth group mm. and then went that direction. And then didn't do the youth group for a little bit, decided to go back and do it for a little bit. That's kind of how Michaela got sucked back in, right? Her friend. Yeah, I don't really know how that she happened. was like not about it. And then she was. Well, so she had like a wild child phase, but also I think that was kind of a. Uh, Rebelling against what she was. Yeah, that was. More because of circumstance, like she, I think her parents have were always, or her mom at least was very traditional. 
which is weird. So like her mom like now is very like you need to do what's right in the eyes of God, like all this like stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh. Like very not like very Catholic man- mannerism and mentality, but not, she doesn't, she's not Catholic. She is like non-denominational, mm. which is obviously still Catholic of some sort of level, but it's not as strict. Christian. Of, yeah, Christian, right. And so Martin Luther King Jr. Shout out. No, shout sorry, out. not Jr. <laughs> sorry, just Martin Luther original. Fuck that one up. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. It's just – it's a very hard thing. But, again, it's like for the sake of not fighting, I don't care about wasting sure. 30 minutes on it's a It's not Sunday. a big deal to you. It's it would really be a not. bigger deal to her if you decided, no. Yeah. We're not going to – like, you could make a mountain out of a molehill there if you wanted exactly. to. Exactly. But if it's no big deal to you, then it's like a mass, you know, and like again, right now. It's like I could – I could not wear a mask. Right. But how much of a problem does that cause? Or I could just wear a mask for 10 minutes while I'm in the store. Right. Call it a day. Like, I don't give a shit. I really don't. But I do care about people being able to make their own decisions on religion and nobody fucking pushing it on them. That's why I fucking sure. hate. Shout out to everybody on the CSU Colorado State University campus who came up to me while I was minding my own business with my headphones in trying to convert me to whatever fucking church they were in. That's my favorite to do, though, when you have the headphones because you have an excuse then. And if they say, it's just... I'll do that to them straight up. I'm just too nice. I'll I pause just, it even. I'll pause it to hear what they have to say and pretend like I can't hear them. I one time decided to be bold, and when someone tried to stop me on campus and ask about like my religion or whatever the fuck the question the bait question was, was uh, I don't believe in God. And then he was shouting at me, and I still had my headphones paused, and was like, "Blah blah blah, Jesus will forgive you if you repent now." All this stuff, and I was like, "Wow, what if I repent later?" Shout really, out Jesus, really for- approachable. Like, yeah, you make yourself really approachable in a desperate situation like that. Our homie Ian and I. Shout out to my boy Ian Marcelliano. Ian, I think that's how you pronounce your last name. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Mezzaline on Twitter, Mezzaline on Instagram. Ian's fucking hilarious. Ian is like, uh, he's a lot like you, but he lives in Arizona. I, dude, I've been saying I want to get you two together for. You have been saying that a lot. Years. So I'm talking to Ian like two days ago, and we were talking, and we were just catching up. I was like, dude, do you remember Lauren Thompson? And Lauren was this girl we worked with at Culinary Dropout. Okay. Lauren was super cool. She used to hang out with all of us. And her best friend at the time, Sydney, used to hang out with us. Uh, and we used to party all the time. And I was like, I, she came into my head the other day for some reason. So I looked her up. And dude, she went full born again Christian. Like every post on Instagram is her being Christian. She was baptizing people in a trough the other day. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Ian, you remember Lauren? He's like, yeah, dude, the one, the Norwegian girl. I was like, yeah, 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 she's full Christian now. He's like, no way. He looks it up. He's like, she's baptizing people in a trough? <laughs> Wait, I'm pretty sure that's sacrilegious. <laughs> like, he's like, that's definitely not kosher. <laughs> that's definitely not good. Yeah. So it's just like, man, people can people can change for themselves, I guess, you know, if they want to. Yeah. But she wasn't really raised that way, but maybe there's something in her background that kicked her that direction. And At least as far as I understand, she wasn't raised that way. Right, I mean, like, whatever, that's fine. Like, but she used to party. She, we, that was like my party phase. We used to get fucked up all the time, like five nights a week, dude. Well, and like you said, like Michaela went through that phase in college where she raged, and I think it was because she had such a tight rope. Again, maybe not necessarily. Uh, what was her name? Lauren. Lauren was the situation, but 
I think ultimately people will find, for the most part, people will find their way back to how they were raised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. I mean, but I don't get why you have to make it someone else's deal. Like, I don't know what it is about. Obviously, I think Mormons hold the title. Like, that's part of their job, pretty much. What about Scientologists? Yeah, okay, but I, I, you don't have many Scientologists knocking on your door like you do Mormons and Jehovah's Witness, right? <laughs> right? Like Can I don't... talk to you about aliens being dropped into a volcano? <laughs> you most certainly cannot. Now <laughs> you have piqued my attention. <laughs> <laughs> Last guy was trying to tell me about some Saint Maroni, something like that, the golden tablets. Not into it. They also wear a Gorman. Shout out Gormans. Uh, who wants to wear underwear for a year on their mission trip? I mean, like, I'd be a lot more interested in hearing, like, if, uh, you know, people, the people who get really into Star Wars and are Jedis as a religion. Can you list that? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, you can list whatever the fuck you want as a religion. Well, the Pastafarians is real, and it was off a guy being like, oh, oh, you don't believe me? Type of thing. Right, right. I think it had... This is, I've never looked at it. I've never corroborated this evidence, but do you know the story? I don't think so. I mean, maybe once you start telling it, but go Dude, ahead. Dude, the guy, like, uh, he's, like, in the South or something, or, I don't know, just somewhere, and they were teaching his kid at school Christianity and, like, creationism. He's like, um, I, you can't, you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. Like, well, it's, you know, freedom of religion. He's like, all right, well, then you have to also teach my religion if that's what you're going to do. I'm like, well, what's your religion? He was like, uh, Pastafarianism? <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, what's that? He's like, uh, this is a, a flying spaghetti monster, and he's uh, all knowing. We wear colanders on our heads. Uh,. He just like went off a tangent, but it caught on. Like obviously, it became an internet meme because something like that only right. could become an internet meme. But yeah, now it's like legal to wear like a colander when you get your like driver's license photo taken uh, under religious religious stature. You could just wear a colander upside down on your head, and you could technically force pastafarianism in in schools if uh, you needed to. So like use it as like a way to hold that yawn in. <laughs> what? I said, way to hold that yawn in. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Not true. You can do stuff under certain guidelines as long as it's not harming anybody saying, oh, well, this is part of religion. And that's like the slippery slope there. It's like, okay, well, who are you to tell me this is wrong? So if someone were to come up to me like, oh, you're not. You don't go to church every Sunday, or you don't do this and you don't do that. It's like, well, I do this and that, and that's part of my religion. So who the fuck are you to come up to tell me that's wrong? You know, like, is woke going to be classified as a religion here soon enough? I mean, pretty much already is. I think they don't like that label, but that's where it is. Yeah, because they're probably not religious, but but for all practical like purposes, it is a religion because they're fucking just going to town on people who are not politically correct, which will be a religious term. <laughs> There's going to be another Bible. It's like... They baptize you in the political Thou shall not say faggot because it is against... Fill me in here, Chris. I'm drawing a blank. Po- political correctness? P- 
Political correctness. Right. It hurts people's feelings, and if it hurts somebody's feelings, we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that here. This is wokeism. You'll be damned to hell if you say retard or faggot <laughs> in the name of wokeness. Is it wokeness, or is it wokeism? What is it? Mm. No, it should be something weird. Like, that no one would expect. Walkable? Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. I go hard in the... Flocka! <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, it's all bullshit. doesn't make sense to me. But, again, I don't care unless someone is in my face about it. I will never care unless someone's in my face about it. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so, too. And, uh... Well, I guess we just don't know anything. Nope, we don't. Should we end it there? Yeah, we can end it there. I mean, what other talking points do I have on here? Did you have talking points written down for me? I did. I mean, I know we wouldn't have a problem with it, but I'm going to make a habit of doing it with people who are oh, yeah, sure. nice legal not pad. as easy to talk to. Nerd. What, are you going to pass the bar and advance your life? You know, I put down Universe 25. Do you know what that is? No idea. Fill me in. <laughs> Marvel Universe's 25th movie? No, Universe 25, and I don't, again, I'm probably butchering this. I'll give you the brief crash course of what I think it is and what I read about two articles. There's about a guy who did an experiment on mice where he gave them all the food that they needed, all the food that they wanted, but the mice developed, like, a sense of hierarchy. And it went in, like, a bunch of different directions where, like, (laughs) you had, like, these female mice who wouldn't, like, you know, obviously, like, with mice any of these simpler creatures they just mate they mate for the sake of reproducing your yeah, genes right? right like passing on exactly and so when these mice had it seemed to me anyways when these mice had unlimited food and unlimited water they decided to develop this hierarchy and all this shit happened and these female mice decided like oh we're too good to be mated with this specific mouse but then like these alpha you know, they cucked a mouse <laughs> pretty much <laughs> well Maybe not. I don't think the other mouse watched, but <laughs> I guess it's not a cut per se. But um, they cocked a mouse. Yeah, and so they would just only let the better-looking mice come in and fuck them to, I guess, like reproduce better hmm. children. But then there was this flock pack. Yeah, I don't know the gang group. <laughs> many mice, lots of mice in. There was lots of mice, uh, male mice, moose. who decided... I think it's moose. <laughs> moose? Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. That sounds right. Moose. <laughs> who decided they didn't want... All they did was eat. All they cared about was eating and sleeping. And they didn't ever mate with the females. And so it was this like, weird fucking thing. But it was like kind of like a reflection of modern society where it's like we have these resources, blah, blah, blah. So for some reason, like our society... Or like for this reason, our society is going to go to shit. Again, Has that been a, peer-reviewed? Probably. <laughs> I wrote a paper about it just today. Yeah, I just, I just, it sounds a little far-fetched. No, it was a lot. Like, I, animals create hierarchies. It was a lot more complex than what I just said, but it was actually a pretty interesting read, and it was kind of like a foreshadow of what society might look like or could look like or does look like, and I don't remember which one it was. Mm, so you got to become an alpha. Yep. But they you got th- alphas and you got betas. Cucks. Beta soy boy bitches. You got betas and you got cucks. Cucks. You want to be a low man on the totem pole? I know. There could be, um, there are hierarchies in, in societies. 
Right. I mean, you have yeah, that. Well, in animal societies. Remember Jordan Peterson got in hot water about that? He's like, no. Nah, he's like, no, they, they are. They exist. Right. Whatever happened to that guy? Fuck if I know. You would know better than I. Yeah, I suppose I might know better than you. He was just around, and then he, I feel like he disappeared. He was like everywhere, and then he was, maybe he died because COVID. I don't know. I think he died from COVID. I no one knows. Him. No, he was, but remember he was around, he was like everywhere. Everybody was talking about him. Jordan Peterson, so remind me who that is. Maybe he's the uh, Toronto, he worked for the University of Toronto. He taught psychology. He got, the original time he got in hot water was because people asked, there was a prop, I want to say it was 32 or something like that, I don't remember what it was in Canada, and it was basically saying that you had to call people by their respective pronouns, whatever they chose. I do remember because he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Three or four times, maybe. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember him. Interesting fellow. Um, doesn't seem to talk a lot of shit. Backs it up with science. Granted, I don't fully understand psychology, but what he says makes sense. It seems to be a coherent argument. Every time he's been attacked, he's been pretty calm about it. He's not like... It's not like when he's under pressure that he suddenly flops, which happens a lot of times. Maybe he got canceled, and it's not necessarily that he backed down, but more or less people stopped paying attention to him after he got nah, written yeah, off. Yeah, he got canceled, for sure. Or you, I should say people tried to cancel, because people were yelling at him in his face. He went on this fucking... Uh, that's disgusting. Uh, he went on this show with uh, Kathy Griffin. What's her name? Um, Kathy Griffin. Is a show host it, of sorts. She was... Um, what the fuck? She she ran some news channel in England, and he went on her show, and she was trying to attack him the whole time. And he mm-hmm. was just like, he tore her apart, basically, and she had no idea what to do with it. Like, he's, like, bumbling in the interview. Like, she thinks she's gone into this winning, like, she's got all these points, and he's just like, what are you talking about? You know, so like, people try to cancel him, but he wasn't canceling. Right. Hold on, I guess, so... Okay, so he's around. I guess people are just paying less attention to him. Matthew McConaughey has hung out with him, I guess. Jordan Peterson bounds back center stage of the outrage economy. That's a good headline. From the independent.ie. What the hell is that? Huh. You know, I didn't ask you that I had written down for you. What? Anyway, Jordan Peterson's still around. Shout out Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, shout out. You're my homie. I really liked actually the podcast that he had on Joe Rogan. He was a very real, like you said, backed by science. Doesn't shy away from a battle, but he always... He's well prepared for it. Right, exactly. Carry your own cross is kind of his mantra, right? Like, just... Like, okay, you can spout all the shit you want, but your room better be clean first. Mm -hmm. You know? You better have all your shit in order before you think that you can come at me. Seems like my own backyard should be clean before I go talking about someone else's backyard. Well, I mean, it's a classic line, though, right? It's like, carry on cross. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, and that's what I think speaks to the people like us, like, who are in the middle of everything, who don't really give a shit about politics, who don't give a shit about what other people say, who are not very censored, to just be like, okay, you know what? Go ahead and think what you think identify as you identify but if you make it my problem i'm gonna 
respond to it as I would everything else where I say, I'm not going to call you that. I'm not going to call you a, I'm not going to identify you as headmaster queen because that's what you identify as. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call you that because that's not something that is real for me. It might be real of you. But that's the thing. Like something can't be real for like true for me and true for you. Not a hundred percent of the time. No, that's fallacious. It's not, it's, you know, a fallacy. Something can be true of you and true of me where, okay, you know what? For me, I like to be identified as whatever name, a fucking letter in the alphabet, I guess. But I don't necessarily, I don't fucking believe that that exists. So I'm not going to call you at that, but I don't care that you identify that way. Then people get fucking mad about it. You know, the one that always is weird to me. I was like, I want to be whatever. They, them. It's like when I'm talking to you in a conversation, I'm not going to call you they. Right. And if I'm talking about you and you're not around, what does it matter? Right. Tree like, falls in the woods. Does it make sound? How you doing him? How you doing her? How you doing they? Be like, hey, what's up, man? Oh, okay. I just tripped myself <laughs> up right there. You see that? Hey, papa. <laughs> no, okay. you just be like, you would just be like, usually. What's up? How's it going? Especially if you don't know him that well, right? Like, right, exactly. Hey, Nick. That's your name after all. Hey, Nick. Oh, Nick, what's up, bro? Oh, bro. No, see, I'm doing it again. Hold right on. There. Maybe I'm proving our own could points. Could be neither. Could be dog. But then again, I do know you, and I know that you're a man, and you identify as one. Right, exactly. However, if you didn't like to call it, I'd probably be like, get fucked. Hey, what up, bro? <laughs> oh. Remember the time you had a dick? Yeah. <laughs> or like, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, when I answer the phone to you, I say, hey, what's up, buddy? Or normally I call you some slur. Pejorative, usually. Right, exactly. <laughs> Something that I refer to you as that's probably not friendly, either faggot or homo. Or dipshit. Or you called me one earlier today that was pretty good. Mm, Mountain douche? No. No. You said ringworm. Oh, you yeah. called me ringworm. I called you ringworm. Hey, ringworm. <laughs> Should we just call everybody ringworm? That's from, uh, well, I've heard that two references from it. One was um, me, myself, and Irene. Shout out Jim Carrey. And Shout out whoever else is in that movie. Uh, Renee Zellweger. I'm probably butchering that. She became famous after that, for sure. But then also uh, the Marty and Michael comedian group. They're these guys from Australia who just make these obscene videos on Facebook where they beat the shit out of each other with sticks. Or Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, 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 those ones. So they call each other rings. I'm not sure. Like rings and ringworms. I'm not sure if that's like an Australian thing or something they coined. But either way. Forgot we just really just got off tangent again. So let me wrap this podcast up with me asking Chris the question that I was going to ask him originally, which is why cooking. Boom. You're so smart. Here's my. Here's what I've always been thinking. Like, you're very smart, and like obviously you pick up on things really quickly. But cooking seems to be the thing that's constant since twenty whenever you went to college, which was twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, 2015, I think. 2014, 2015. So then yeah. why cooking? I've always been curious. I mean, it's not obviously not easy, and you have to be creative in some aspect or another to do it. It's a form of art. But also, you're so smart in other aspects, like 
whatever. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, I, I understand your question. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the stock market a lot earlier today. At the end of the day, it's not fucking real. It's interesting to me from a sociological perspective, but it's not real. Real in the sense It's of not real. It's not tangible. It's real. Yes, it exists. It's real to the extent that the dollar is, right? Like, it exists. Again. It functions. It's a living thing. It, it functions whether or not someone is telling it what to do. It's not immediately tangible. Does that make sense? It. You don't see it. You don't feel it. You don't. Like, it's not like a physical. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's not. A, to me. Okay. It's not immediately tangible. I originally went to school for journalism. I think I got to back it up farther than that. Well, when you went to ASU, you were going for architecture, right? No, I went to journalism originally. Oh. Uh, that's what I got my scholarship for, was journalism. Oh. It's, it's still interesting, but at the end of the day... Okay, let me back it up further. I think there's always sort of this propensity towards things that involved creativity and fine motor skills. Okay. Uh, I used to be really into art. I remember we could, I took all the classes at art. Um, we were having a conversation with... Several people in the back of Brick Oven. I don't even remember who the hell that was. Shout out Brick Oven. Um, about becoming a tattoo artist. It was like super interesting to me, the idea. Um, and then Steve died. I was writing a lot. Shout out Steve. Shout out Steve Berger. Uh, I was writing a lot and I was like, this is therapeutic. Like, because, and writing inherently is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You're getting shit off your chest that you probably need to say to somebody. Maybe you're just saying it's just a letter. I liked it. Gave me a clear headspace. I was like, I want to go into writing. I want to go into journalism. I'm not going to be a fucking fictional artist. Like, I don't believe in that. But I do like journalism. I like the idea of what journalism can bring to the right. table, right? And like, damn, dude, I can go all over the world writing about things, just observing, talking about it, whatever. When I went to the journalism school, I realized how bullshit it was. Dude, I went to orientation. They're like, and here, in this class, you're going to have to write a blog, and you're going to have to maintain it for the whole... I was like, who reads a blog? Why is that an important part of your curriculum? But a lot of people read a blog. But I get your point. A lot of people write blogs. Very few people read everybody's blog. That's fair. I was like, I don't... It just, to me, didn't strike me as... Maybe it was just being... Whatever at the time, but it was just like the blog thing. Like really didn't. Really, I was like, I don't like blogs. Why does your individual opinion matter? Sometimes it absolutely does. Don't get me wrong, but in the context of true journalism, not opinion pieces, not anything. True journalism, you have to take opinion out. And a blog is inherently opinionated. It's a blog for fuck's sake. It's you writing things down. So that was actually my problem. Was like we are. Going here to be the future of journalism in the United States, and you're teaching people how to put their opinion into it. So it seems to me school or whatever they're teaching is the problem then, right? It's the way uh, that... At, at, for that one. For, for sure. that one, okay. For journalism. And I was like, dude, I can't subscribe to that. Then I was like, well, I always kind of like design and art, like Captain Todd... Shout out Catherine Herb. Shout out Todd Reinhardt. <laughs> um, my aunt and uncle are both architects. They're my favorite aunt and uncle. So everybody else, I just always have admired their taste the most. And I was like, 
I've always kind of wanted to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, and I've always into art, like I said, fine motor skills, intellectual. I was like, well, let's go. Uh, so I went to, <coughs> I transferred to architecture. And remember, I've been involved briefly in fashion fashion design. Because mm-hmm. you were initially. It's supposed to go to Los Angeles for fashion design. Yeah, right, right. Um, and I, I was actually happy in architecture. It's a lot of cool things, but uh, I needed a job. And there was this big poster on campus at Arizona. And it said, um, hiring all positions, new restaurant. And I was like. Need a job, and I went, and they're like, we did the interview. And they're like, well, we want to do a second interview with you. Can you do a second interview in ten minutes? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I can do a second interview in ten minutes. I'm right here. Jesus Christ. I was like, cool, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a second interview. So, stuck around for the second interview. Interviewed with them. They like me. They're like, what do you think a job like this pays? I was like, I don't know, eight bucks. They're like, how about ten? And I was like. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. you know, like 10 bucks. Holy shit. And I got into it and it was like, dude, first day was like, this is the it was, culinary drop out. It was the busiest restaurant in Arizona. Um, Might have been the one of the busiest restaurants in the country. You can see 750 people at a time. It's fucking pandemonium. You walk in, no, you, you go to campus and like feel for kids these days because I don't think they're, like they don't, have any of this in their life which is why i think people are drawn to it originally of like a woke culture you're always watching your tongue everything right if you go to this place this place is like i saw fights in the freezer the jungle yeah no it really was it's primitive right i wouldn't say primitive it's just human um primitive maybe wasn't the word i was looking for archaic shit i don't know it just seems real and that was that's okay like real people non-censored this is how it is this is real right you are given the position based on your worth like literally based on what you're capable of doing yep you're good at doing this not because you have a degree not because you have a degree do you know this stuff or do you not do you know this stuff can you get it done can you chop a cucumber or can you not i don't care if you don't it seems so basic, but a lot of people can't chop a cucumber. I've seen no, people chop cucumbers. I mean, I still can't chop a cucumber, and I'm shit. I mean, I can, but I don't do it the same like I did before I worked in a kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. You know how to hold a knife these days, right? And it was just like, that was it. And uh, you start learning all these skills. It's kind of, it, it, you're around all these people, and you're experiencing uh, something real. Something that isn't censored people aren't watching their tongues people aren't trying to be anything people are there to make their money and to go home to pay their bills i don't know how they got there some of them went to prison first some of them went to design school like one of my chefs had gone to design school some of them some of them you meet fucking you meet everybody you meet every walks of life wall street bigger it doesn't matter everybody's there everybody's in kitchens food food's kind of an ultimate unifier and then you, like, leave the kitchen, and I would go back to campus, because I still lived in the dorms. I lived in the dorms for a whole year, even though I stopped going to school after a semester. And you realize how incapable everyone is being educated. And, like, they're probably capable of doing their job and whatever they 
studied, but they're not capable of, I don't know, changing a fucking tire. They're not capable of chopping a cucumber. Like, they can't perform basic human functions. And that, to me, seems so, like, so wrong and made me so angry. And it was just like, uh, I don't really care about money that much. Like, it's going to be a problem at some point. Absolutely. I'm going to have to figure that out. Like, I don't want to be working 65 hours and 70. That's not going to, it's not an option. Um, but I got a lot of time to figure that out. But that's the thing. You've taken it to this point where you're now turning 25 on Monday. Me, as an example, I have chosen not necessarily permanent, but a long-term career path, right? Cooking is wrong to long-term career path, but not something that you want to put the man hours into. You when gotta, you're, you got to figure out how to right steer exactly. The ship you have to turn into something. You don't want to be a fucking. You don't want to be a line. You don't want to be working saute at seventy, right? Fifty, forty-five. So, so then, what's kept the momentum going since then? Knowing that, like, the people that make it in the restaurant industry are is a lot less than people who make it in name an industry, right? Whatever. Just pick your poison. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What What do I like about what drew me to cooking? Is the originally what drew me to cooking is it's real. It's real. You're learning a tangible skill. You see the effects of it. It is hard work. Mm-hmm. I don't see that in a lot of things. I thought architecture, frankly, when I got into the meat and potatoes of it, was kind of bullshit. What are you doing? Nothing. What do you know? Nothing. I like my aunt and uncle because they have common sense. And they've got good taste. Not because they're architects. Right, architects but I have to be what they do, but it's not what I like them. Right, but that's would, what drew me to do it. And so, in the long term, what do I see this doing, dude? I don't know. This pandemic has fucked this up so hard. It's really hard to see a future. I, I do. I know I'm not. I'm not really trapped, but I do feel trapped in some regard because I've spent the first seven years of my professional career, but I actually started working for another 16, so almost 10 years of my professional career mm-hmm. in kitchens. Uh, it's what I know. It's what I like. It's what I enjoy to do. But currently, the status of them is, like, kind of rocky. Like, do I think they're going to go away? No. But are they changed? Yes. Can you deal with that change? Yeah, I can deal with that change, man. It's not an issue. But, like... Can you and deal I, with like to go orders and? I don't. I I honestly don't think that'll be there forever. I think people I don't either. That. People, nobody likes to go food. I don't think it'll go back to the way it was, but I do think that it's changed. It's definitely changed for and better or worse. I I don't know. I don't know, and that's that's my problem right now. And I feel and what I meant to say when I said I was feeling trapped is like I could change industries. I could. I mean, you're smart enough to where it wouldn't be that much of a setback like it would for an average Joe, right? Possibly. It would be to some degree, but you're right. But it, like you're in the, in the, I have that advantage that yeah, it wouldn't probably kill me at the end of the day. I could go and decide two days from now, a week from now, I'm gonna be like, I'm switching, I'm going back to architecture, and I can have my architecture degree in three years and my license, and a two years after that, it'll make me thirty. Thirty, you're chilling. I could, but I could change. It's possible to change. I right. don't really want to. It's it's I, so, don't, I don't know what to do though. Is there a way really that you could be involved in the industry? I mean, there's obviously ways to be involved in the industry where you can make more money doing different things, but you wouldn't be hands-on necessarily unless you're owning your own restaurant, which 
you've done kind of for all practical purposes you've done you've run restaurants you have the experience for it so is that something you can see yourself doing long term but again that kind of goes back to the life expectancy of a restaurant is a lot less than whatever other industry again name an industry right the restaurant industry not based on opinion based on fact is very competitive you have Mm -hmm. a lot of successful a lot of successful restaurants but you also have more restaurants that have failed and gone out of business and these people are now in jobs that require them to be have consistent income restaurant is not consistent income especially if you're a restaurant owner and that goes i guess i mean without saying to any business owner but again Restaurant restaurants are particularly have a particular hurdle to get over before they can become profitable. Before the owner of the restaurant can make a living off of something they love doing. Yeah, so I mean, restaurants are not unprofitable. Otherwise, they wouldn't employ directly and indirectly one third of the country. Only some restaurants are profitable. Mm, The industry as a whole is profitable. It is everybody gets eaten. I think that somebody who's a professional restaurant person, somebody who spent their career in restaurants, will never open a restaurant that fails. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, hard for me to believe that. I think that a lot of people who open restaurants that fail are franchises who think they can work. They don't. Um, are people who have maybe been bullied by friends to open a restaurant. Oh, you throw a good dinner party, you should open a restaurant. They get out whatever they're doing to open a restaurant. They never work in a day in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. People actually work in the restaurant industry, I don't think open restaurants that fail. How do I make a career? I was talking about this with my mom. <sighs> Fuck, man. Tough thing. you got to become somebody who is an owner with a profitable place. Uh, or works for probably somebody who's got a fuck ton of money, like Four Seasons. You know what I mean? Like you, you're no longer writing. Um, you're no longer writing menus per se. You're just doing cost analysis and labor shit. Right. Like you still don't know how to hold a knife in your face. That's fine. I think there's other ways to do it. Uh, I was, I'm writing currently a business plan to start doing the financials on it, and I'm really excited about it. I was talking about you. I said Austin doesn't have one. But it doesn't have a knife shop. Mm-hmm. Now that is four Collins, man. Like I don't, I don't need necessarily to move to Austin to do this. I could, but I could also do it here. Right, but Austin, bigger market. Bigger market, exactly. But also more expensive. So I found a property on um, on College. It's three hundred square feet. It's not big. It's about the size of a bar. It's nine hundred dollars a month. And you turn it into a shop. And it would take me probably $15,000 to do it. Not a lot. That's including renovations. It's all your product paying cash, which you don't necessarily have to do. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys give you accounts and, you know, you pay out in 30 days. But paying cash on delivery. And I think that doing this, offering a sharpening service, being the hub of the industry, um, and selling the merchandise that you sell, which is a ton of money, but it's enough to pay the rent there. Grants you some leniency, and you start to make money on this over time. I think that the industry here could support it between Greeley, probably even all the way down to Longmont, potentially. But you have Rolling Stone, Loveland. right? Yeah, but, but I guess we're not that's really your thing. only competitor. We're not selling the same thing. You know what I mean? We're not right. What is he selling? He's selling dated stuff, dude. 
anybody who's real industry, and there is a difference. Yeah. Real industry knows he's not selling this thing. Won't even let him touch their knives. You know, he's like sharpening house knives, right? Like, right. Oh, the kitchen, the restaurant owns a fucking chef's knife for four, and he sharpens them on a gr- on a grinder. But he has the option to sharpen specialized knives on stone. He doesn't. He does. Because yeah. Piper aren't uh, rolling stone. You no, know, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No. Because Piper's given him his personal chef knives, and he doesn't grind them like he does with the kitchen knives. He doesn't grind them the same way. He still grinds them. He doesn't have stone. Because mm. there's a rolling stone in Phoenix, actually. So the Rolling Stone used to do all the house knives. In well, it's a franchise, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he, because I asked, and maybe I'm wrong, but I asked Chris and Piper, they like want their knives grinded up. This was after I talked to you when I got that kitchen job there, and I asked them, you're comfortable with your knives getting grinded down? And he says, no, and they pay him a little extra money to sharpen his knives like via stone. I'm unaware of him doing that. I won't say he won't. Piper and Chris also don't know a goddamn thing. Shut up, Piper and Chris. Piper, I love you. Chris, I also love you. You guys don't know. Um, but anyway, sorry. But regardless, I, yeah, maybe. But again. But he's not offering the same product. He's not offering the same. Dude, I asked him for a coon spoon for fuck's sake, which is a spoon that I buy regularly that any professional chef owns, has. He doesn't even know what they are. Right. Yeah, what knives do you have? He's got a shun knife. He's got a Wustoff. Well, and I think as the more fine dining and, like, specialized chefs or more professional chefs emerge. People take it seriously. Probably a, bitter, a bigger market for it now, and then it'll grow. Right. But and then I'd like to take this money that I make from this shop, which is low investment, and um, turn it into a... Uh, uh, education and experience center. I've talked to you, maybe I've talked to you about this before, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, food service or a food culture involves being educated and having the experience to back it. And if you don't, then you're, it's never going to grow. So you have both. So providing the context of experience and education. Right. It's kind of the hub of it because you've got everybody coming to you. So you know everybody that you need to do this thing. Like, what have they cooked? You do it and you set it up, and then you then I'm out of standing on my feet seventy hours a week. Yeah. Do, do I like that? Do I love that? Yes, but I I, I like being a part of the industry, right? Um, and I know that it's only it's only good for you know fifteen years, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Then you got to do something else, or you got to be high enough that you don't have to do it every day. So right. exactly, uh, it's kind of my out. Yeah. And I think that that'll, I think it'll it'll be really successful when I get there. Um, and when I get there, I won't have to worry about it so much, you know. And I th- it'll, you can leverage it into all sorts of things. But And it'll be game-changing, too. It'll be, in, and that's important to me, too. I, you know, I've got an ego just like everybody else. Probably one that's a little bit bigger than a lot of people's, and it's just like, I do like having the eyes on me, you know, or like setting these down, kind of being the center of things. And that would kind of check those boxes for me. Yeah. I mean, I think if anybody can do it, you can probably do it. Yeah. 
But uh, I have to take a wicked piss right now. As you can tell, I've been shaking my legs back and forth. Yeah, you've been shaking it. So we're going to wrap this podcast up with that. Chris, thank you again for joining me, and I'm sure it'll be... No, uh, Nick, thank you for joining me. This is my No, podcast. thank you for joining me. I'm sure it will be one of many. Okay, good night.